Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling with Fetish once again. It is Sleeper Kid, and we are here uh, uh, after a huge day of shoots. Actually, I mean, it wasn't too big of a day of shoots. It was uh, no. we did two two shoots, but they you know they were pretty epic. It was dead mm -hmm. long. And, we uh, made them count. Yes, but we have a very special occasion today. Actually, two special occasions. Yeah. <laughs> so we have my wife in the room, the lovely Jacqueline Velvets. Hi. Hey. Uh, next to her is our hey. other co-hosts. Hey our other co-hosts will be uh, Luna today. Hello. And next to Luna, <laughs> making her podcast debut is Orias. No pressure. No pressure. Good job. Spotlight. <laughs> so, uh, for those of you who don't know Orias, how dare you? I know, for like for real though. <laughs> Come I do on. not know. I'm so weird. If you just saw me in passing, you'd have to remember it. But I'm you've been like a fetish performer far. and also a part, a big part of the lifestyle uh, for quite some time now. Do you want to mm -hmm. give us kind of an idea of when? Uh, 17 years. 17. 2002. Yeah. You were actually started approaching... foray. You're approaching, like, the days that I started. It's pretty cool. Yeah, it's been a while. Technically, I was doing lifestyle stuff before that with a personal partner, but... And then you can't actually do it with other people until you're 18, you know? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's, like, the restriction. Technically, so. I'm... I'm not and allowed then, to confirm nor deny said <laughs> personal encounters with said personal girlfriend prior to that date, obviously. I'm sure nothing happened. No, mm -hmm. nothing, nothing would mm -hmm. happen. I'm sweet, innocent, and have done nothing, and just a nubile young flower. <laughs> well, you do wear a lot of flower prints. I do, exactly. I'm trying to pass. You got me, like, I'm trying to identify <laughs> as a flower, okay, people? In 2019, I'm allowed to identify as a flower. And it's like that some sort of foliage. I'm a delicate feminine flower. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Look at what I'm wearing. Come on. So what did you think of uh, the shoot today? Did you have a good time? Because there's I had two, a great time, yeah. It was fun. It's always yeah. interesting when you have like a lot of different people. Most of my shoots are just the producer sitting there with the camera and then tell me what to do or give me a rough idea and then me just doing it and freestyling it for like 20, 30 minutes, whatever, for a scene. And Obviously, things can become a lot more complex the more people that are involved that you're rotating through and every single person has to be doing exactly what they need to do. Otherwise, the next person, you know, gets confused and then mm -hmm. they have to just either freestyle it or restart the whole process. You feel like uh, being told being told how to do things on a more minute scale is that like is that something that appeals to you or do you... I think it would be advantageous as like particularly at the beginning of working with like a new producer since we've not shot together yet since I've seen a lot of your videos but with everything you're a very creative person so obviously each clip you probably have your own ideas and style and mm. I can only come from my place of reference which might not be what's in your head so more well, direction the better initially and then hopefully then I can like we can have a psychic connection and then, you know, and then just give me the look and I'm like, yes, suplex, I'll do that to her yeah. immediately. I'll just do the, uh, the, J the, the Professor X, just put her finger up to my head. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Stone Cold Stunner. Exactly. Uh, I like it. <laughs> I do wish there was more like names of moves like that, like the old WWF or not WWE, like kind of standardization is like move names. Like we don't really have that in a lot of the fantasy stuff. Yeah. Like there's not really a standard. Everyone kind of has their own names for certain things I've noticed. Like I'll have fans write in for customs and they'll each call something something different. So I always yeah. ask for a photo. I'm like, I need a photo of this exact mm -hmm. move. Um, particularly for moves that we've made up or it's like, this is not a normal headlock because we're also incorporating feet into it. Yeah. You know, things like that where it's or like these are modified it, maneuvers that add these something other really, aspects. Like, you know, oh, give her the Shattered Dreams. And I'm like, right. I was like, did you see that on that? one site what somewhere? What is that? It turns out Shattered Dreams Promise is, of the world. No, you put a girl up on the <laughs> Ask her to me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. That is not a sexy maneuver. That's terrible. <laughs> 
Let her find you. Y'all just gave me a soft off. Let her find you fucking the maid. It's impregnate her and leave her. That's the maneuver right there. Oh my god! Inappropriately, inappropriately touch people around the neighborhood. Oh, I love that move. That one's my favorite. Yes. Oh my gosh. Freddy Krueger. Then she just throws herself off a cliff, and then that's the end of her video. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's nice. And you don't even really like her body's just washed up on shore, and like the guy just walks up and goes like, one, two, three. Done. Shattered dreams. <laughs> yes. I can almost see like that. That now. Do you know no, what shattered dreams actually is? No, I don't. You, know. you pick somebody up and put them on a turbuckle. Okay. And you just run. Facing you, you. Kick them in the vagina. Oh, nice. Really. Yeah. Wow. Who Pretty came, sure. Who came up with that though? My dreams are in my vagina. <laughs> I never yeah, really. do. Right, we're such yeah, we're such shallow creatures. We can't dream beyond our vagina. I think, hey, I think this is what it is. If I'm wrong, you guys can like lies. email me angrily. Do that. But, um, well, the yeah. Shattered Dreams is actually <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> but because, like the names of moves reminds discovered, me like, discovered by the Romans. Exactly, it reminds me of the names of like alcohol because certain places have their own names for certain mixed drinks, and other places have the same. It's like, oh does, yeah, yeah. Does no one post these online to see if anyone else has already named it? I don't think that happens. No, I think a lot of these people rename the same. You know, same things. Yeah. Now, there's some guys who will will give me a name for something, and it'll turn out just to be like, oh, that's that's a camel clutch. Right, and you're like. Like, no, that's the chin. It's not a camel clutch because... That's the look at the ceiling move, and it's yeah, like... Yeah, but our eyes are rolling, so it's no longer a camel clutch. It's something else. Yeah, you're using your bare, bare feet. And your, yeah, You've got a modifier of bare feet in play, and now it switches everything up. Yeah, you can do well, that. I you am. can put somebody in a, in a camel clutch. I have, the question is, how anal are your clients? Oh, with Rick Yeah. Sweet. Can they get There's a Yeah, he's got a video of it where me grabbing her, because I can interlock my toes, you know? Oh, So I came from behind her and was like... Bloop, and then pulled her back. She's got dragon feet. Yeah, I have dragon feet. So. <laughs> Why didn't you, you tell me that? She can grab shit. Like, I mean, <laughs> I was thinking about just whipping them out, you know, up. but it'd be kind of weird in the middle of that scene. Maybe in a different scene. It's actually it's dragon feet. It's actually pretty cool. The Sorry. one thing we're not supposed to do. Uh, I know that's why I backed one, up because I was like, like, "Fuck your I table." Told, I said she'd be the first one to do it too. I'm all like, "She will be the like, first what? Table. Uh, <laughs> what I mean. Okay, so let me scale it back a little bit. So let's go back just a little bit. So let's talk about the shoots we did today because, like, yes, uh, those are fun. They could not have been more different though, which is so great. So mm-hmm. like the one we did for me. Um, uh, mm-hmm. Side note: I woke up feeling like absolute fucking hot garbage uh, just scratchy throat like I felt like there was a pickaxe in my ear like an uh, achy body but you guys did so good at like keeping me going through the shoot and like you know really yeah. being like excited about it and we had a, yeah. a lot of laughs but it was like an over the top kind of drugged drink shoot and yeah. you guys we did some really cool like <laughs> some like Rube Goldberg style like that's Yes, <laughs> moves where everybody was just knocking each other out. So fun! I like that. It was like really, really creative. Plus, it is challenging because it's like we're trying to watch you for hand signals while keeping our eyes rolled most of the time. Yeah. So it was like I don't know if he's signaling me or he's just like waving at me because he thinks I'm doing a good job. Like, I don't <laughs> well, I learned today that one of my my, my reactions <laughs> were pretty fucking slow. You were like, "Bob," I'm like, "Oh, wait, hold on." Literally, <laughs> like, 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 how did I not feel it the instant? <laughs> But then the, the moment the you did feel it, it, the moment you did feel it, you were like, don't hit me so fucking hard. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, sorry, I don't know now. I'm to hit you. I know. Too hard, too soft. I can't. And you guys worked um, with the lovely uh, Monroe. Monroe, she yes. Was sweet. She was sweet. Yeah, it's the first time you hear her, but I've seen her online. Mm-hmm. Sweet as pie. So yeah, she's very nice. very, like, you know, happy southern girl home, next yeah. door. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sweetheart. She's yeah. so cool. And she's becoming like a fan favorite just because she has that like, oh, I'm going to lose. That's okay. You know? I love the fact that she was so excited to lose. That's amazing. It's like, like, I'll, I'll cook you a nice breakfast after you drive me. You know, yeah, exactly. Kind of, 
talking about. Wow, I made her sound like a real redneck. No, she's not. She's not a redneck. She's uh, she's just kind of got that southern sweet, sweet, yeah, southern belle. It's like Sumiko has a little bit of that southern twang, right? Which is kind of bizarre. That is, yeah. That's interesting. So, um, what is Florida awesome. then? Because are we considered southern? Or yeah, are but we we're so many transplants. We're like an, literally a just fucking the dick hum- of the country. Yeah. <laughs> we're like an amalgamation of like yeah. a million different accents. You guys are like on the foreskin, have... aren't you? Like, yeah, we're definitely on the foreskin. <laughs> yeah, the devil's foreskin down there. Like down there in Florida. Like you guys yeah. are, are now staying in which area? St. Pete. St. Pete. Seven two seven. Woo! And that's our foreskin. Represent St. Foreskin. That's what keeps us safe from the hurricane. Satan's foreskin is very protected. Guys, you guys wish you had that extra padding, that extra cushion to push them freaking hurricanes out to the side. There's a hurricane in my foreskin. Or are you just happy to see me? This is going to be an interesting podcast. All right. Oh, Lord. No, but seriously, though, are we... Floridians considered You guys aren't considered southerners, no. So, uh, as far as I can tell... uh, Northern Florida. Once you get... Maybe northern Florida, you get a little bit more... Northern Florida is southern Georgia. The redneck-y kind of feel. The second there's there's one hill, all of a sudden everyone's like, "Mm mm-hmm, then we all get that, like, twang immediately. Second we see a hill. This is true. <laughs> I'm like, give me some Seriously. boiled peanuts. And then we like, like immediately cross the state line. And we start immediately like, started talking. She's like, like it dropped like three degrees. You want to get some hot coffee? <laughs> I was like, it's not 99.97 degrees right now. And I'm, I'm like, like I, feel, I feel, I feel fall coming on. Up. Yes, I feel a season <laughs> other than Put summer. On sweater. Let's go. Pull over and build a fire. Yes. No, exactly. but uh, uh, no, I think uh, you guys are just considered Flor- Floridians. Like, yeah, I think we're Floridians. Especially when you hear all that shit. Because like, we, Florida man. Right. We're crazy is what we are. Because we, we have so much like, um, you know, no. Spanish speakers that have like came over and settled down there that it's definitely not like the same Southern thing. Yeah, Miami's like, not even. Northern Florida, that. Central Florida. Central Florida is all people who've just came there for the beach or Disney or something like that. Or, or, they or college. They were, like, and then Southern Florida, Spanish, Northern Florida is like Southern. Sorry. So yeah, no, I'm saying it's okay. Like yeah, Miami was like kind of just a little Cuba, right? Or, I mean, still is yeah. pretty much a little Cuba. Exactly. And I grew up there, and it was like I, it didn't feel like the South. It just felt like mm. just a lot of brown people like my family. So it was right, great. exactly. <clears throat> it's um, so true. Their coffee is the tits. Mm-hmm. But to be honest, I, that I didn't know like I, I okay. This, I mean, I was. As a child, I was like, okay, so there's black people, Mexican people, and Asian people, and white people. We're already people. getting real racist on this podcast. I know, but like, that's all I saw growing up. Because yeah. there was like a huge black community, a huge Mexican community, and then rarely you'd see an Asian person at school, and you're like, well, that's they're true. from the other side of the fucking world. <laughs> like, well, yeah. Which, you know, it's fucked up, but you know, it's what You walk up to them and touch their hair. That's how I feel excited. Thing, you're you like, like, you got some low main And for so, me? when I moved to Tampa at nine years old, I was like, holy shit, there's like Puerto Ricans, Dominicans, Cubans, Colombians, and they're all fine as fuck. Like, <laughs> these women in their long hair and big butts. I yes. was like, god damn. <laughs> they do got that booty on lockdown. So <laughs> many Hispanics. Got to start donating that to some needy white girls. Miami, but I was like, yeah. It was, I'll never forget that. I like, my first crush was like this really, 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 really pretty Puerto Rican chick. And, um, I was a fucking dyke in middle school. Like I wore my mom's like muddy, cruddy combat boots and like cut off fucking cargo shorts. And like, I was just, I don't know what I was thinking, but you know, I had a huge crush on like my best friend and she was just really pretty, curvy, feminine, Mm -hmm. Hispanic Puerto Rican chick named Bonnie and I'm like, okay mm-hmm. All right, I can never tell her that I like her But she wants to see me every day and like, you know, she's 
considers me one of her close friends. So I'm like, fuck, how am I going to, I'm not going to tell her. So I never did. Well, never did then. Hold on. Hold on. So like one day we were like (laughs) in the bathroom. Women's prison. Bell rang. We were like intentionally skipping class. And she was like, you know, her other best friend, she was like, I feel like she's obsessed with me. I feel like she wants to be me. Maybe she wants to like date me. I don't know, but I don't like her anymore. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what do you mean she wants to like be you? Like, do you think she wants to be with you or she wants to be like you? And she was like, you know what? I think she's a fucking lesbian is what she said to me. And I was like, oh, I was like, God damn it. Right. I was like, oh, okay. Lesbians are great. I'm just like the whole time. I'm like, I'm (laughs) like, I'm like, don't show emotion. (laughs) Don't look sad. Don't look shocked. Don't look mad. Like just be supportive and be like, you know, yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah. I agree. You should stay away from her. Whatever. So fast forward, no. fast forward four no. years, no. I find her on the internet Oh shit! <laughs> and I reach out to her and I was like, you know, Bonnie, I gotta, I gotta tell you this. I always had a crush on you back in middle school. Good for you. And she yeah, was like, awesome. what the fuck me too? <gasps> and I was like, that's, that's a bitch. That's turns why she was out, she was, turns out she was in a relationship with a female when I fucking reached out to her and I'm like, this fucking Man. hell. Fucking mm-hmm. made it seem like she was scared of her best friend for liking her when really she was gay the whole maybe, time. Maybe she just said that <laughs> to see if you would come out and tell her something. Oh my she god! Liked you. That's, you know, you, 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 you know, you, you just some, summed up a lot yeah. of people's high school experiences. I think that is. It's like the miscommunication <laughs> and yeah, feeling too you, awkward to say something. Yeah, and you get raised, you get, especially if you're uh, if you're Hispanic. There's um, you know, or you know, hardcore Catholic families will tell you right. like being gay is wrong. Mm-hmm. Being bi is even worse. Mm-hmm. You know. Like my mother, bless her, to you know the heavens. But like she thinks that um, she thinks like bisexuality, like she doesn't it doesn't compete with her. Mm. So she equates it with like, well, now you're just being greedy. Yeah, she's one of the guys. I love I, make up your mind. And I, I kind of want to go like, uh, like it's okay yeah. to be greedy when it comes to shit like sex and like you know yeah. connection yeah. and stuff like you just that. Like people for being a human being. That's yeah. correct. Sex yeah, how matter. how horrible to just love someone for being a human being. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Wow, what's wrong with this world? <laughs> Ban the gays and lesbians. <laughs> okay, so let's scale it back. So this is great. It's like roping Where tangents. Were we? I know. <laughs> I went off on a tangent. I'm sorry. No, we're talking about how uh, uh, how the shoot was downstairs, and then we're I mean, gonna yeah. juxtapose oh, right, that with that. you guys working. With <laughs> Southern accents, and then we somehow. This is why I need the cattle prod. Yeah. Oh, I'm telling you, cattle prods are useful. Oh, You're like, are yeah. Floridians living in the in Forsyth? Get- <laughs> 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 it's like so. Back to the shoot. <laughs> No, uh, so we just did a video uh, for uh, Miss Velvets where you guys played. I guess you were watching a horror movie, and then I oh, played yeah. this I'm weird a horror junkie, so I love this character. My so character got just... to tease poor Luna the entire time because she was so scared to watch this movie. Family scaled. And then <laughs> I was like playing jokes on her, getting her to jump, and then all of a sudden someone made me jump. Hmm, wonder who that could have been. Yep. Then I showed up and made you guys faint like a million times. 11 times, yeah. Stupid faint. <laughs> Which is great when you're sick. <laughs> you're breathing through a mask and it's just like... <laughs> it was like Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I thought you were doing it. that intentionally, actually. <laughs> yeah. That's just his nasal passages closing in on him. 
Well, no, one of uh, uh, Jacqueline's fans uh, contacted her. It's like, oh, your your husband's really good at the ragdolling and stuff, but um, sometimes when he picks the girls up, he makes a grunting noise, and it just takes it away from me, and I'd like it for oh. me. Just be quiet when he does it. So okay. I was like... Really? Why don't you like, fucking mute it then? He did. He did. He told okay. me that he mutes it every time that oh he picked God. up but a girl's it's like, video. You know, it's like a pro wrestling thing. Like, whenever you see, like, a tiny, when he picks you up, he's just like, rawr! You yeah. know, so it's very theatrical. Yeah, so I used to do. I'm is. used to doing it that it's, way. Yeah, it's like but you can't get away from just, it. Yeah, so it's a weird dichotomy because, like, for my stuff, the guys want to hear the guy go like, "Come on, right?" All that Come shit. Yeah. yeah. Whereas for hers, they want me just be like dead and just be like, like I'm a robot. Her up and I'm putting her back. Like down. Jason Voorhees. That's creepy a, yeah, that's what it is. Maybe yeah. they got it from like watching like Jason and well, Jason never really picked the name up. He just kind of threw him around. Well, he was so, very silent about it. So it was, I asked him yeah. what his reasoning was behind it and he in his mind the fantasy was that you picking a woman up was so effortless mm. Mm. so and you were i get that grunting yeah yeah when you when you make that grunting noise it sounds it like, like okay they're fat this is heavy. Fucking yeah. difficult and yeah. i don't know if i can do this so like i get mm. behind the fantasy where it's just like i can do whatever i want with this woman like pick her up like this mm -hmm. like right. no big deal Right. <laughs> so I've started to do that, but today it was very interesting because I couldn't really breathe. But it looked good. I think we did some really good stuff. I think I did my first ever two-girl drag. Like, yeah, that, that was good. Cool. Yeah, so they piled that. us on top of each other and then it's dragged working. our bodies around. That was pretty <laughs> awesome, actually. That looked fucking amazing. Yeah. I was very happy. And Luna's a trooper because she was just like, you almost tore my skin off. And yeah, you poor little it's thing. Okay. You were on the bottom. Yeah. yeah. I mostly just because my skin was like sticking to the floor. Yeah. Other than that, I was like, it wasn't bad. Aside from that little... Yeah. Yeah, we're just... Coming off of chunks. <laughs> <laughs> back, right? You got plenty of it, really. You know, it's like a it's like the largest organ in your body. Yeah. The epidermis <laughs> rose skin. Well, it probably honestly would have been worse if it was like carpet, honestly. Yeah. Because the burn from the carpet. Yeah, that's true. I've uh, encountered some pretty brutal rug burns on my back. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Have you? With mm -hmm. oh, no. <laughs> that knees up position. Now, <laughs> so I can say it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Well, let's go back to Arise because we want to get, um, I, well, we ha we've had Luna on the podcast before, but it's really good to catch up with you because, I mean, it's been oh, a while. I, it's been like, God, when was the last time you shot? It's was. been a couple years, I think. A couple of years? A year. Maybe. It's been like a year and change. Well, it's been at least a year. We, I think we've established it's less than two years. Yes. And more than six but months. Over a year. <laughs> Somewhere <laughs> in these six months. Oh, as the crow flies. Right. I think the exactly. last time I was here was when I met, crap, I forgot her model name. Um, <laughs> what she look like? Yeah. You can whisper it to Jacqueline's ear. <laughs> you All right, whisper it to my ear. Russian girl. Oh, oh, oh uh, Vika. Vika. Oh, from yes. St. Pete. Yeah. yeah. All you have to okay. say was Russian girl. Yeah, yeah. I know yeah. St. Pete, Pete Russian girl. <laughs> yeah. Vika's She's awesome. Sweet. Before she moved to St. Pete. That's yeah. when I met her. Yeah. Okay. That was that had to be two years ago then. Mm -hmm. Because she's been already living in St. Pete and has already went about her personal life with doing a personal thing which we won't discuss. Beep. Yeah, she's yeah. like, I'm actually moving to St. Pete. I'm like, cool. There's gonna be a lot of out. I think we hung out like once or twice. I feel like a bad, you know, person. So but hey. But she travels cool. like constantly though. Because mm -hmm. every time we're trying out there, she's traveling, which is yeah. great. Her age, you know, it's good to just be out there. Mm -hmm. Do whatever. Well, it was can. exhausting. Yeah, do what you can. Not gonna lie. Well let's get back to a rise. Oh, here we go. Oh, this oh, is great. Oh, we're trying. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Earlier, we've been to Why, Bellas? 
<laughs> like you have to white balance the cameras like constantly whenever you change scenes but for some reason I had the Hot Pockets sounds I guess in my head or the, the, jingle. the, the jingle yeah it's great advertising when there's something like that that's going to be in your head forever yeah. I don't think I've had a Hot Pocket since I was a kid and yet still the second you said the word white balance I sing it in that right white I sing it exactly balance. in that that tune which it just sounds like um, like supplements for like white nationalists. Yeah, exactly. It's like when you you know your 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 whiteness is showing a little too much. You got to still blend in with society. You don't want to seem like a bigot. What was the song? You got to white balance. It was like white balance sounds about white. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we even made a whole song about it. It's it was great. a very productive day. Yeah. No, someone would actually buy that for us. I feel like we should make false advertisements for this fictional product. One of my ex models would probably. That's true. Beep. Yeah. <laughs> Beep. Y'all know who she is. All right, so going back to Arise's career in this business, now that we've gotten the uh, the, the small talk out of the way, um, so you have uh, the distinction of having been in here for 17 years now, been mm -hmm. doing this, and a lot of the Time girls flies. that we talked to, yeah, have, have been, like we had one, I think we had kimchi in it, and, she, oh, yeah. and kimchi's yeah. like yeah. road warrior, and I go yeah. like, well, god damn, how long have you been in business? Because it's like, seeing her yeah. talk, and all the experiences she's had, I'm like, it's got to be like 10 years. She's like, mm -hmm. three, I'm like, fuck. It's crazy. Yeah. And you've done 17, so let's start at the beginning. So what, um, what got you into, not, we'll do the lifestyle in a second, but let's start yeah. off with just the modeling. Um, I started actually as a photographer, so I had the fortune, good fortune of having a middle school that had a dark room and a photography program, uh, which was great for my artistic side and learning that, that creativity. And I like photography. I was drawn to it because I'm naturally like voyeuristic, mm -hmm. just the side note of the lifestyle for later. To be continued. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> to be continued there. Uh, so I started doing photography and I was dating a girl at the time and we had to do all these different projects. Like, okay, you got to take a photo of this. You got to take something like this or something that captures this emotion, you know? Okay, and like, okay. you know, so then in, in high school, I continued photography classes and there was always different objectives. So I would kind of use her as an experimental test subject. She was just readily available. And um, anyway, so I ended up in a couple of different like local galleries and events and stuff like that and having some, some fairly decent recognition on my commercial film photography. And then I had people offer because she was very attractive and we lived near the beach. You know, I grew up in Florida, St. Petersburg, so, or in Pasco, really in that area. So we very rare, we very often took like beach photos and things. So she'd be in like a bikini and be barefoot on the beach. So <gasps> the first request I got was more feet photos of her. Of so course. I was like, huh, interesting, but this person was going to pay me. And it was a little bit unethical, but they were saying how they had this magazine and they wanted me to shoot for them, whatever, girls in sandals. I don't think the magazine ever actually was. It was one of the self-published kind of things, which technically I guess is a magazine, but at my age, I, I was led to believe. I mean, it's is it never really? Been published. And this is not to diss the people out there who are self-published. That's cool. Follow your dreams, but there's still a next step beyond that, so don't get an ego over self-published. Anyway. <laughs> So I took photos of her and some of the friends. What you trying to say? Feet. <laughs> and anyway, and then I met up the person because they were all filmed, you know. So I had to like, you know, print them off and everything. And then he was like asking me about my feet and everything. And it, I was a little slow because I didn't recognize. I don't have a foot fetish personally. <laughs> well, I love my really feet. This guy really has a, a niche picked up for himself in his self-published. Uh, it made sense in Florida, like a sandal company. And I'm like, all right, that makes sense, you know. Just or what? You know, they need advertisements. So I make toe rings. Yeah, so then he asked about my feet and if he could like pay me to take photos of my feet and I'm like, well, I need to pay for college somehow, so giggity goo. Anyway. So you you you, you inadvertently did a, a foot fetish photo spread. Accidentally, yeah, I got kind of scammed in the whole fetish world, you know, but I don't regret it. 
It was an it was a again it's mar marginally unethical entrance into the industry, but I've enjoyed every minute. I think of that song. It's like I rolled around and shot some feet. Pretty much. It's like oh man. I shot some feet and I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I really enjoyed it though, and it was great money. And um, I don't know if you guys you know this or whatever, because I keep my worlds kind of separate. But I mean, I don't mind so much. Reason, I'm sure I would beep this right now. But um, I do a lot of um, volunteering, so animal rescue rehab, and I support a lot of uh, local nonprofit campaigns with wildlife that's mitigation that's and environmental kids, yeah. uh, <laughs> management. Okay. I'm getting real kinky with this part of the podcast now. <laughs> anyway, so while I had a full rise for scholarships and everything for college, making extra money meant that I can fund more personal projects that I had and actually see projects to completion instead of volunteering day in, day out, She's not being able to feel like you can yeah. make any actual impact. You know, money goes so quick, particularly the bigger the organization, the bigger the needs they have. Mm -hmm. But if I could not only have the money, but the manpower and do everything, then I could fully complete a project. That's awesome. Yeah, so well, I've been doing that go, for a early age. What did you go after the uh, after you did the foot fetish spread? Were you like, okay, well, it's obvious now that I've given it some thought. Like, yes. So that then this I, is a thing. I I <clears throat> love um, like artistic nudity. Like we were me and Luna were kind of talking on the road trip up. Uh, our different favorite like art photographers and Helmet also hell oh, yeah oh, fuck yes so that is so pornographic to me well yeah and there's all different uh, there's like different levels portfolio on Mama Mayhem. <laughs> like, exactly and one of my favorite artists so and again good. it could be the same thing people I'm sure they two of them actually two painters are my favorite painters people probably do some people out there would say they're pornographic which I feel like is a little is a is a, a leap but maybe I just see the purity in it where they see smut I guess yeah that's but, what happens with um, most fetish yeah. like Boris I don't know how to pronounce it Vallejo Vallejo. 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 Okay. He's um, amazing. And uh, Louis Royo. Um, two of my favorite amazing painters. Like, they're squ oh, the exquisite. Oh, the metal crew, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I would put their paintings all around my house. I love them, and they were always my backdrops and everything. I thought they were so beautiful. And almost all of them featured, like, nude but powerful women. Or if the women weren't powerful, they were situationally you know, brought down by some circumstance or some environment, but they still had like this, this realm of like power. And that was kind of my inspiration. So I wanted to do fine art nudes myself that had some hint of that, even if it would be photography, not painting. So I did a lot of fine art nudes to start. I was in a lot of galleries. I was in some published books that made it to like, you know, Barnes Noble and all mm -hmm. those other random things. And, and, but it's, it's a hop, skip and a jump away from fetishism. You know, mm -hmm. all of that it's, Fetishism is underlying in so many things. Oh, yeah. yeah, people don't even realize like your fashion is, is linked in fetishism. You know, most hobbies are. Most, you know, yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, no, <laughs> fetish, fetish ties into <laughs> fetish ties into like the the, the most. Um, <laughs> it's like primal <laughs> passions, like in well, every when wherever they well, go. Well, it goes into like themes, especially like in mainstream media when you have movies. Yes. So, like when I watched The Matrix for the first time, I right. was just like. Watching the um, uh, Trinity Trinity's character, suit. yeah, oh, Trinity's yeah. character yes. was totally like Dude. BDSM mm -hmm. kind of like wow. fucking you know the P <laughs> was it the PVC oh. kind of look and like yeah. she had like the uh, yeah she didn't wear any latex but it was like PVC style like yeah. outfits she had like the glasses they meet like at a goth club you know yeah exactly yeah and then so she's just walking around looking fucking amazing and everyone's just dressed in black and leather and like you know and, and there are people who watch powerful. it and just like oh those are cool clothes and then there are people watching this fetish and they're like hey. yeah they're like that's what i wore last friday <laughs> um, i know where she got that from mm -hmm. i know it that is. design so yeah because the second awesome. movie has like monica bellucci and they're all dressed in like right. that, that that they knew, they, they knew what they were doing. They, did they knew what they were that. doing. And they're having yeah. that dinner, and I'm just like, okay, whoever did this movie has a... Artists has are fueled a by passion, and fetishism comes from being passionate about something. Mm -hmm. 
you know? And so they're like so intimately connected and it comes out everywhere. Yeah, like all the music videos are just like so kinky to me now, everything. I was showing her an old um, Shakira music video called like De La Intuition or something like that. It's all in Spanish, but the whole video is like, oh. you have the schoolgirl outfits, you've got the um, the clear plastic vinyl wrap. plastic wrap that she's rubbing against, she's got like the purple wig and just kind of dancing like a little doll and different stuff, and then doing her makeup mirror with like the big, specifically lips and like zooming in, oh, and the stockings, the stockings, there you go, yeah. <laughs> exactly, and the whole video is just like this steady stream of different types of fetishism, but it tied into this beautiful song, you know? Yeah. So great, like seamlessly tied together. Oh, I have her videos are the video. kind that I. Her, her videos are song. It's a gorgeous song. It's I great. would mute the video, but she looks great. Oh, um, yeah, she doesn't. I don't think she likes her no. voice here. She's like, oh, she's got deep voice. But at least it's unique. <laughs> I like unique <laughs> voices. Unique voice is weird. She, it's like you're slowly <laughs> throttling a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I think we so go. Always, like, My wife does a really good Shakira. Yes. We're not, not proud of that. <laughs> yeah, it's not racist her. if it's true. It's a Hispanic share. Also, <laughs> I'm Colombian, so you get you get a pass. There you go. Oh, it feels good. To so you're Colombian. Do you know about the um, the purple corn drink? <laughs> yeah. Or is that like just a Peruvian thing? It's Peruvian. <laughs> okay, because I just had this like amazing um, purple corn drink. I'm from like Indiana, so it's like just it's corn. That's all it is. Corn people, corn fields, and children of the corn, and all the corn, <laughs> all the corn <laughs> things. Cornbread, corn, 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 corn playing in a cornfield. Right, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. So I just discovered though that like uh, in Peru they have these like giant corns, like all different varieties and strains of these. And the corn is like huge. But I guess they have this like purple strain that they actually like squeeze like you would fruit, and it has it's a, like a sweet drink. It actually tastes pretty good. Ooh. So like corn juice, you would be like that's corn gross, juice. but it's good, it's delicious. I love tangents. Corn juice oh. doesn't come in a jar. Corn juice comes from who you are. <laughs> what? <laughs> you guys don't remember the bug juice? juice. No, what? the bug juice. <laughs> it was like a TV show. Purple bell. Yes. <laughs> okay, wow. so we're now we're now we at the point where uh, you're doing you're done foot fetish, right? But where did you? So now we're into college, and I'm doing fine art nude modeling. Yes. Uh, for different galleries. And, different and I still wouldn't call that fetishistic. Wow. I mean, it's not really straight yeah. up. So when did you start taking your it's next steps? It's for really old um, Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it was around the same time, actually. Um, the owners of FetishCon were my first like real legitimate. I knew what I was doing. Fetish shoot. Uh, it was for bondagedivas.com. This was way back in the day, and um, they're just, they're an amazing couple. Like if anyone who hasn't met them, go out of your way to meet them. They're just like this incredible power couple that have like conquered so much in their life, you know, and it still remains so humble and some of the most like respectful people you'll ever meet. And uh, yeah, they walked me through my first shoot. Are and, we talking about like uh, M and B? Yep. Okay. Yeah. They're the, ones, they're the ones who got me to go to FetishCon. Yeah. Because they have contacted me, and that was very awesome. I was prudish at the time, so I was like, what I shoot is not, not fetish. Yeah. This is female combat stage. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, dude, come on. They're like, seriously? <laughs> seriously. But they were so nice about it. They were just like, yeah, well, if you ever find that you want to come down yeah. here, we've got a place for you. We'll get you a room. That's you know, amazing. So yeah, they're... what you're actually shooting? Yeah. Like, then you'll yeah. be one of us. One of us. And then Addie Juniper showed up and she's like, oh, Addie, yeah. yeah, you're shooting fetish, bro. You should go. And she yes. she also convinced me to go. So. I love it. So yeah. Then, yeah. But, uh, and, anyway. and, and V are amazing. So then it was uh, pretty close around the same time that I started doing fetish mm -hmm. videos. So I think my first video with them might have been 2003. 
They had a superheroin video store. They also have super. The League of Amazing Women. Yeah, that was that was her like baby. Yeah. Yeah, and which is which is amazing. That's a great site. I love superhero fetish. It's one of my primary disciplines. I like to shoot in. It's also the least economical um, because the high cost of like costuming, um, like extensive sets. You can't shoot in the house. Like almost every other discipline, you can get away with shooting in standard Mm -hmm. kind of sets without really much. You know, we worked around it, so we'll do a thing where it's like, uh, there's a distress signal coming from that house. Yeah. Right, <laughs> exactly. And you can't, yes. yeah. Supergirl yeah. arrives using her lightning speed to break into the basement. Right, yeah. yeah. exactly. You, yeah, so you're clever, you can work around it. Exactly. you into my evil lair, aka my living room. So I'm going to yes. say this, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to get in trouble for it, but superheroine fetish fans drive me fucking crazy they're so specific and, and they're I love you guys. non-compromising I really That's, and i is. love them and i consider myself in in their uh in their genre i love you guys very much and i i'd love any fan of, of the genre but like I, I go to this board now where like they'll put mm-hmm. up our stuff to put up jacqueline stuff and look at all these like people with these snide comments because mm-hmm. it's this like, character wouldn't be weak to this no i wish it was like that i wish it was somebody I going like well in, in issue 35 supergirl didn't know i i get that yeah but no these are guys were because we're not particularly feeding their kink within the genre within the genre and that's the problem then they get upset they're like not a single hashtag aoh scene what the fuck it's just a bunch of belly punches i would like it better if she was wearing pantyhose yes well then that's it's a separate fetish right and the problem is yeah superhero because it's so popular yeah it's there's so many other fetishes for every guy who doesn't want to see pantyhose there's 60 who do yeah. Right. Because I mean, I did a Chun Li. Yeah. Uh, she's a Street Fighter character. I did yes, Chun Li. Yeah. I, I, I did And I did not give her the pantyhose because guy didn't want. Right. I got so much flack for that. Like, well, you know, she's not Chun Li without the pantyhose. I've yeah. gotten shit by characters, but like, I can't believe you took that character's boots. And then other people have gotten shit from, why didn't you take that character's boots if you left her defeated? I'm like, oh, uh, why didn't you? By the way, yes, I've got it both ways. Why uh-huh. did I for one? Like, and why, why don't you take? And then why didn't? It's like, I've got. Why did we water custom? And yeah, that's, right? and that's what it comes down to. And I've had a lot of fans so, who are like, you guys push custom so much. I'm like, yes, because you, we can customize stuff directly to your needs. So instead of you writing us a million things about why don't you have this, why don't you have this, it's like, why don't you order that? Yeah. It's that, it's that, that simple. Great. It's not being us being assholes. It's just us. We are actually trying to meet your request. That's what happened, though. But you have to compensate for them because it's not part of our existing plan. If it was, you'd already week, yeah. see it and not be asking us questions in the first place. Last week I had a guy who posted under a photo on Deviant. He was like, should have taken her boots off. Yeah. yeah, I just wrote dude, like should have ordered a fucking shit. Yep, right. I'm like, I'll make it cheap, dude. I'll I'll, I'll charge her the same thing that I charge this other guy, but I'll right. take her fucking boots off. Right. But like you, there's it's almost this... like you gotta shoot alternate endings. Yeah. <laughs> like all the different. Oh, dude, yeah. don't say that. No, 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 no. they're gonna be like, <laughs> no, no, they're gonna no, be like, well, no. Rias gave you an out, man. She... <laughs> no. You gotta shoot twelve variations of the ending to appease everybody. Choose your own. I, no, I have that. I've, I've literally shot an entire series of Choose Your Own Adventure, and it worked out okay, but people actually got annoyed that I shot multiple variants. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, well, obviously it's not genuine. You just shot everything. So yeah. it, like, took away the, um, oh, their, they wanted to believe it was reality. Because. It made it more fictional seeming to them mm. when you shoot all the variants, you know? Say tease. What do you Are we doing a selfie right now? They're doing a selfie right now, like but yeah, it. it takes them out of the fancy My a little bit if they see you shooting you guys different variants. So. You guys, listen, listen, listen for the selfie. <laughs> Sorry, listen, all right. So selfie. we're gonna post that shit. All right, so go ahead. Sorry. Uh, so I was just saying, shooting all the different variants, I thought would be a brilliant yeah. um, okay. addition to the fetish world. It was mm-hmm. my great idea. Like. I don't know, eight years ago, because I read all the goosebumps and everything, and that was like my jam. But it took people actually out of the 
their fantasy mindset because they want to at some part like deep in them they want to believe it's like reality and that they're there witnessing these amazing superheroes like battling when you shoot different variants it makes it very fake to them because they're like you know these this is not what actually happened because obviously you're shooting all these other things you know mm -hmm. so this person did you can't have them win in one variant and then lose in the other variant yeah you know because then that's like they can't it's like suspension of disbelief they're like all right now you've popped the fantasy bubble but just just, on me just, but i was like i'm just providing just more pause. options for different people when you see what you want to see just pause. well i would i would shoot the whole first section and then i would say choose your path a or b and you download whichever clip you wanted oh. secondary but because i had the options of publicly available and they saw them it actually dissuaded people that's a really good idea yeah but it dissuaded people so my idea did not go very far i still occasionally do it but there's this weird yeah. level of privilege that exists within um, a lot of there customers. Is. Like, uh, not all of them. There's, I mean, I, I love our customers; they're great. But there is that that thing. It's like, well, you shot this thing that I put no money towards, right? Uh, towards uh, at all. But now I'm going to still talk shit about it, right? Which it's is like, well, dude. I mean, like, this was a custom project. I yeah. understand that you might not want a girl wearing a one piece. You wanted to wear a bikini. I think it's beautiful versa. that everyone has their own take and has their own ideas and fantasies in their head. Like, but when you watch a movie, you have to respect all these hundreds of other artists or dozens or whatever that went into it, mm -hmm. and just respect their vision is not exactly your vision. And one day, make your own movie. There you go. I mean, we do it in mainstream uh, uh, cinema. Like, right. we go to see a movie with a bunch of oh, friends, yeah. and people walk out like, "Well, in Act Three, I would have done this differently." I'm like, "Well, like, all right, okay. Spielberg, fucking go do it. Then go do it. <laughs> go do it." It's like you are not the only person paying to see this. And it's know? okay to criticize, but uh, yeah, with, with the superhero and um, There's uh, some things genre. to criticize that make more sense. If I'm out of a theater and someone's criticizing like the continuity or something, I can respect that. If someone's, you know, criticizing like, okay, you know, the costumes are a little lacking, they could win this, or the effects or something. But just to, you know, I don't know, attack like the artistic direction just because it's slightly different, even though it still was magnificent, you know, if it's different than what you wanted, oh well, wah. Well, that yeah. being said, the people who do deliver <laughs> the things that these guys want to see, I have right. nothing but respect because right. that's like a whole month's worth of work into one video. Right. And I can't do that. What if no, there was that... like a website that was just geared towards reviews? There's, like, there's a few. reviews. Like, like you know, there's like Rotten Tomatoes, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... There's a couple. So, right. like, there's, uh, there's Heron Films, I think it's what it's called, <laughs> yes. if I get it wrong. Uh, Something they, like they're that. the guys who do, like, they'll post our videos, do reviews, and they'll have, okay. um, uh, people can post their own reviews of stuff. Uh, our friend Slim, who uh, runs the BN uh, Supermark. Com, oh yeah, Super. Supermarket. Super. He does nothing but but uh, reviews. He actually mentions mm -hmm. you a lot because he's a big fan. Oh, he's a big oh. fan of you. He's actually the one who I... was he was <laughs> be, he was behind the original. Uh, he was behind it. I'm not sure if he was, but he was a huge fan of the uh, first match you did for just Tiny with you and Sparrow. Oh, nice. Yeah. That so, was fun. So, cool. yeah. so he's, he's he has a whole review very site. Very safe. Tiny. Yeah. I felt very awesome. comfortable being lifted up to the mm -hmm. ceiling. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wait, wait to tomorrow. That'll so, be great. And tomorrow, yes, we do have Tiny. Yeah. We got two clips, and I think one of them, you're going to drink a potion and turn into Tiny. I'm just drinking all the potions yeah. this trip. So we have huh? to do some sort drinking of like, all maybe, potions. We'll have to find a shirt or something you wear where it looks like it's stretching, and like oh, I'll have to talk yeah. to Gary Pran. If he has a black V-neck short sleeve, so this could work because I have one of those and it's standard. Like most guys usually have that. It could be. Or they can get it at Target or something. I mean, worst case, I can do a flash effect where you're just yeah. like, Rah! and like you jump out of the frame right. and then suddenly he just appears. It's like, you know, yeah, huge. That's true. All right, we'll talk about that tomorrow. But um, okay, so uh, your first step into actual fetish where you were cognizant of the fact that it was right. fetish was uh, with um, bondage. Bondage Divas. Bondage Divas. Yep. 
Oh, snap. Uh, it, was, it was one of the very early uh, exclusive, like, exclusively niched fetish sites. Before that, fetishism was still, like, avidly tied to, like, in more explicit porn. So the bigger companies would do it, but it would be tied on to other porn, and it would just be the small, like, little facet. You'd have to kind of get it on the side, and it was very limited niches that were represented within the adult industry. Mm-hmm. And fetishism as its own kind of standalone market didn't really pick up until after that point. So there were limited sites that were still doing it. Or there were sites that were doing it, but they didn't know it was a fetish. Mm-hmm. Early on, very similar, like, your perspective. It was like, like we have friends, actually, um, Splash of Glamour, I'm not going to mention their real names, um, Beep, that uh, <laughs> also live in Florida. When I met them many years ago, like uh, maybe 14-something years ago, they just did photography, commercial photography, amazing commercial photography, just women fully clothed and in swimming pools, in the ocean, or in showers, and they like, and they would always be like, "Oh yeah, I just love that look. It's so you have this woman to like in full makeup and hair is so glamorous, and then she's that. just getting soaked and destroyed." They didn't think it was a fetish, so I met them at the standard commercial model photography event. Actually, when Model Mayhem in their infancy, when they were doing events locally, and I even helped run them because um, it fa- was founded in Florida. Anyway, I was like, "Oh, you shoot wet messy fetish?" And they're like, "What?" And they're like, "No, it's not adult stuff." I'm like. Now they go to FatCon, I brought them there, and very similar to your journey, they're like, oh, it, it is a fetish, and that's not a bad thing, and it's no. not minimizing their skills or their niche or, you know, their art, and it's just another facet of it, you know, there are aficionados that appreciate it for that element too, as well as just the visual dichotomy. So what, where did you go from there after, after doing Bonnie's Divas? Because your first taste is, because is, I'm trying to keep it close to just your fetishistic experiences. When yeah, you're so my first... She did Bondage, was one right, of the ones. Right, very early on, back in, the, in those days, um, Superhero it, was most, it was mostly females in submissive roles for the majority of the time. Well, I naturally default to more dominant or top roles just from my personality and experience. I don't mind. I don't really exactly have like an ego or anything. And anything that I'll do to somebody else, I would be hypocrite if I couldn't take it myself. So mm-hmm. I had no problem. So I did a lot of bondage to start. It was very prevalent in Florida where, where I grew up here. So I worked with most of the main original bondage people that became kind of good friends of mine. And it just kind of snowballed. Um, I started traveling. When you travel, you see different areas have different almost like specialties. Almost like they, people congregate with their specialty to some degree. Yeah. Um, or at least their style of shooting, and that's really awesome. I love how our industry, uh, we kind of come together. Even though we're technically all competitive with each other, we all intimately work together. We all see each other's operations. We could all pretty much destroy each other with everything we know, but instead we're like working. <laughs> it's like we all, you know, to work together to some degree, you know, which is mm-hmm. nice, which I appreciated. And there's more competition now than back in the day. Back in the day, there was a lot less. But there were a lot less people into it before the point of sales clips clip sales sites came about there were a lot less producers because you yeah. had to be a lot more invested in to manage a full you know a website that promised specific updates you know where mm-hmm. and then you had to book girls like longer and there were less girls and doing it and everything because the girls back then either were porn girls who charged astronomical rates or were standard commercial models who didn't want to tink their reputations there's very limited, like middle range people back in the day. So, where were your, uh, um, in terms of the fetishes that you were shooting at the time, where did it go from there? Because, like, we always, I'm trying to kind of get the umbrella yeah. of the different things that you got into. Before, I would say I've done before most. Before you hit cruising speed, I guess. I know. I've done most niches. I think I've, I did a lot more bondage to start just because it was so prevalent in Florida. I think if it was a different region, I would have went differently. Superhero was always my favorite favorite niche to shoot. Mm. I like cosplay. I've always been a cosplayer, so I like the idea of taking a character and embodying it. 
Um, and then also taking it in new directions, you know, which I think is really awesome. Like, okay, maybe this character wouldn't have done this in the original universe, but this is my alternative universe oh, now. Good. So what's an example of that? So I'm trying to think of some of my earlier characters that I did. Was this um, created by you and the producer or, or just by yourself or was it based um, on an actual already existing? Both. I would try to, not, not necessarily a parody because it's not like a comical reenactment or whatever, but I would try <laughs> to, I guess, take some inspiration from existing characters but modify them slightly. Like my favorite character I think I've played in the superhero and fetish world is um, Lady Mastermind. But I redid the character as Mainframe who is this like... Um, kind of like partial cyborg um, tech geek who used herself as an experiment and just had was reliant on technology and most of the other characters that were big in superhero and fetish were more combat characters they were they had a lot more of the fight sequences there weren't a lot of characters that were just defeating others based on their like ingenuity mm -hmm. so I liked that I liked you know I would construct these kind of puzzle sequences that the superhero would have to solve. You know, I didn't really have the strength to be able to one-on-one -on -one attack them, nor could I supersede whatever superpowers they had. So I had to use my intelligence to try to come up with, like, perilistic scenarios to put them through for my enjoyment. Mm -hmm. And I love that character. No wrong. And it's... What company did you use that character That was for Law. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Was yeah. that something that you came up with, or...? Yeah, like... I came up with it. Because she was, a, like, the original character was a character I liked and respected. And, again, I want to do something different, mm -hmm. you know. Can you use that character for other companies? Yeah, it's my, my character's my outfit. <laughs> I, I had all different costumes for her. But, yeah, I, I loved her because I like, um, what's it called, like, predicament bondage. It's kind of a little bit of that yeah. with other stuff, too. It's like putting people in predicament scenarios. Like, I grew up watching MacGyver. I don't know if we're here from this generation. But I like putting people in scenarios where they have to, like, think on their feet. You know, you well, really, know. you really, you yeah. know, challenge someone that way when they can't just do their standard. We all know who MacGyver is, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I love MacGyver. That's how oh, I yeah. grew up. Hell yeah. All we have is a hairpin and some doo-doo. I can oh. make this work. First of all, it's <laughs> chewing gum. That's okay, chewing gum. <laughs> chewing gum and chewing some doo-doo. <laughs> Me, you're going to go that way. Do, do. <laughs> don't, don't. Yeah. You, you might be too young to have watched much MacGyver. No. It was a yeah. very, it was a short kind of a short run TV show. Yeah, but you know what it is. Impactful. You never heard someone say like I had to MacGyver the shit. Yes, out. Yeah. Yeah. MacGyver I know, the I know shit. Out. You understand that? So the term. <laughs> so the character was so powerful that he has his own term now that mm -hmm. has standed past the test of time. Absolutely, which is amazing. Yeah, you're stuck in a room. There's a bomb. All you have is some doo doo. Some uh, doo doo and a hairpin, man. What are you gonna do? <laughs> and he's just like, no. Yeah. Is somehow I'm totally a MacGyver. It's somehow, yeah, and somehow he would and like problem solve. Show. <laughs> <laughs> he would somehow problem solve these ridiculous scenarios yeah. with just like random whatever's around there. Yeah, exactly. With some just a little bit of doo doo. Okay, guys. <laughs> My ears are so That's all that separated him from freaking failure was doo doo, and he made it work, man. You know. Next Sunday on MacGyver. I'm going to doo-doo it. I'm going to doo-doo that bitch. They trap him in a manure plant. They don't know what they're in for. What's he so going to do? Much. He's in his natural habitat. Doo-doo. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, MacGyver, if you're listening to this, I forgot the actor's real name. Oh, Richard. Richard. Dean. Anderson. Anderson? Is Richard Anderson? I think so. Yeah. He's amazing. Well, he was in Stargate, too. Oh, he was in Stargate. He literally played Stargate. He was in She Won with Guy. Yes, and I love that. When I was watching Stargate, I loved they would pair it in. Richard Anderson? Richard Anderson, yeah, I think so. Who has a phone? 
Someone fact check Richard Dean Anderson of who All right. it is. Tap into well, MacGyver who played him. Anyway, in Stargate, so. they would put in little oh, yeah. scenes from MacGyver. Like, they did it two or three times. And they'd actually give him lines, like, in, <laughs> in SG-1 and, like, MacGyver. And only us, like, complete nerds that, like, watch that show continuously, like, got it. It was amazing. How the hell do you spell MacGyver? M-A-C-G-Y-V-E-R. Oh, yeah, guy. Yeah. We're trapped on planet. Dude. My favorite. Yeah, let me know. He's like, I got this. <laughs> his real Release name was the dude who. His real name was Angus Mac MacGyver. 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 Oh, so his last name is Guyver? No, the Angus. The character in the show. What's the actor's name though? So wait. Okay. You have to look at who's playing him. I think that's the. I because I don't know. Oh, the character probably did have a first name. I doubt he was just MacGyver. MacGyver. Are we talking about the original? Yeah. The TV show. Oh, there you are. We're flying off the rails. Look at that hair. Look at that hair, girl. That shit's so glamorous. Richard Dean Anderson. There was a character. Yeah, there we go. We're right. There was a character in the show that would always pronounce his name wrong. He was only in like two episodes. He was a villain, and it was called him McGeever, and that would like crack me up when I was younger. It's like (laughs) fucking McGeever. They did uh, this uh, SNL did that one like spoof on it. Yes, MacGruber. yeah, yeah, MacGruber. MacGruber was great. First of all, the MacGruber movie. Have you seen MacGruber? <laughs> it's great. The movie? No. it's so great. Oh the, my god! The scene, the, 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 cemetery. <laughs> the scene in the cemetery where he's having sex with his deceased wife, oh. and her ghost god. appears. Wow! I will never forget that. <laughs> never see my la- my wife laughing. I gotta watch this yeah. shit. Actually, we're just going to show you that scene. Now, just that one even, scene. You might right. not even see, need oh, to see the rest of the movie. Oh, the old banana in the tailpipe train. What? <laughs> 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 All right. So, oh, God. <laughs> let me reel it back in. So, I am. Okay, so let's go back. Let's let's go to where you're at now. So eventually you ended up, I'm assuming, uh, doing your own production. Right. So, yeah. So for the last, like, seven or so years, I've been, like, you know, half and half, if not leaning to kind of the production side. Mm-hmm. I've been shooting for some other people's sites. I have the unique advantage of being in Florida, and I have a lot of producer friends that live in, like, Oklahoma or Missouri or, you know, Kansas or wherever, and they don't have the plethora of talent, so it's easy for them to just hire me to fill whatever their monthly quota is. Yeah. So I shoot for that, and I shoot for a lot of my own kind of uh, side projects and stuff, just whatever I'm, I'm passionate about. Basically, I'm very thankful that I can shoot what I love and make a living off of it, and I don't really need to stress or shoot just for fulfillment. Are you doing mostly just your own clip store at this point? Or? I shoot almost exclusively customs. Since I've been doing it so long, I have a large custom like client roster that has stood the test of time. They're very, I think, appreciative of the fact that I give them more like intimate connection with me, so we go back and forth, and I know... Kind of like the one, the custom you did earlier. You're like, mm-hmm. I already know what the guy likes. He lets yeah. me shoot whatever. Most of my customers are the same. They just pay me every month for one or two customs, and then I deliver it. At this point, I know what they like. I prefer that. I don't want to, you know, it's a lot harder to shoot for with like a thousand random people you but don't do you, know. Do you put it out there for sale? I don't. I haven't don't. been. Has that ever crossed your mind? I have. I have a store. It's just the the time to like maintain it and, you know, and update it and everything. And I don't I know. Hire somebody. It's, yeah. That's not. Or either way, it's you guys. I have hundreds of clips. I can put. I mean, I have a lot of clips. I have like a couple thousand clips that I have not done. That's what I'm with. saying. Um, but it's also weird because some of them are just. I don't know. I'm like psychologically intimate with the customers, and while they haven't paid for exclusivity, I don't know. You know which ones I would post, or which ones would even be broad interest. You know, for other people to actually be interested. Some stuff so specific that I've shot. I yeah. don't know who else is gonna, you know. Want well, that's to why know. you put it out there. And yeah. You just see what sticks. That's true. I mean, especially on clips for sale. You that's true. It's like no, no risk. Yeah. Yeah, and you true. can even actually say stuff like, "Well, I address my 
the author of the script, you know, directly as by his first name. So right, that's true. That might take some intimacy out of it, but if you still want me to see, if you still want me to, still want to see me doing this, this, and that. That's true. Yeah, so. That's but, uh, true. I just, yeah, I had a friend of mine who did that with me ages ago where um, yeah. she was just like, oh, I've shot like, you know, 300 videos in a ring with <coughs> these pro girls and I don't know what to do with it. And I'm like, sell those? Right. Things? And she true. was like, I can do that? I'm like, yeah, yeah, you, awesome. you have... You have the uh, the rights to these things, so yeah, why not? And so she did, and she made a lot of money because she was she was working with girls in the ring that like were pro stars. Yeah. And she got an assigned release forms, and suddenly she was like, well, "Look, I, I thought I was just sitting on this stuff, and like, yeah, work went wow. real well." That's awesome. That's amazing. But uh, yeah, but sometimes no. it's just a, that little final push, you know. It gets... Yeah. But at the same time, like you said, it's a lot of work. It's a so, lot of work. Yeah. It's a lot of time to dedicate. And again, I have other um, you know, personal projects and the volunteer projects that I'm trying to do. So it's just a matter of what I can put aside. So where are you now? Uh, obviously, you're, you're doing some traveling because you're here. Yes. Um, doing a little bit of traveling, some short trips. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's... Who have you worked with uh, or like what kind of stuff have you been doing um, on this particular leg of your trip? Um, so this is like the trip actually just working with you two. Okay. Um, I was going to work with Walt, but we are rescheduling because mm -hmm. it's more important for so other scenes to be finished. He's trying to wrap up a movie, obviously. So that just needs to get done because that's been dragged out. Mm -hmm. So it's like, just do that. Get that done. Well, you guys um, have been working on that for a while, Luna. And they've been working on that, right, mm -hmm. for a while. So that's... From two different states. That needs to be prioritized and on this trip. finally. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's an easy trip up. So I'm not... I don't travel to be stressed the entire time. It's just not my way of life. I'm much more, like, relaxed beach hippie. Yep. So I, I like the uh, leisurely trip, hang out, meet people, have fun, also work. And that's why I like the century, too, because we can. We can... We have an ice monster on aisle three. <laughs> He's coming oh, right for us. He's coming right for us. Dodge him. I have no idea what that was. Throw a snowball quick. All right, so let's go back real quick to um, your own personal, because you, you did mention, uh, you mentioned earlier while we were just kind of conversing that you uh, have been a big part of the lifestyle uh, for quite yes. some time. Um, how much of that bleeds into what you do? Like, is, how, mu how much of that? A lot more than I would like. I would like to believe that I can keep my personal and professional world separate, but mm -hmm. it's very hard. It's like consistently challenging. It's it's been that way since the beginning when I first felt it much more comfortable to actually act in submissive roles because it was not personal for me. It was a lot harder for me to take a role where I would be dominant over a person because for me that was actually intimate. What's other, your What's your natural state? Are you more uh, dominant in, in your personal? I'm life? personally. I end up in top and dominant roles because I am like a natural like disciplinarian, and a lot of the um, different genres that draw me in, um, I would be in the more of the controlling aspect or that element. She's got to train them. Dogs. I like a lot of pet play. I like you know animal training <laughs> just as much as like people training. You know, I've trained humans just like I've trained you know bears and tigers, and you know it's not an exaggeration. I've done a lot with. You know, animal rehabilitation and conditioning and mm -hmm. everything, and that, that kind of bleeds over too into my personal personal play. So, is for my lifestyle, I'm exclusively top dominant disciplinarian owner. You know, master all of those roles. And so, in the industry, it was much easier for me in the beginning to be on the opposite side because it wasn't intimate for me. It wasn't personal. It wasn't. I could create that separation. Yeah. So it's like sanity by se separation. It took me a lot longer to be comfortable taking dominant roles because. I was like, where do I separate myself from the character, particularly yeah. if it's a more BDSM dominant role? And that's when it would get a little bit more, you know, I'm like, I don't want to be like that that perv, you know, like that story where someone's like, all right, I just got too turned on by tying me up and spanking me today. <laughs> and then I would be posted all over the internet, like, all right, you know, all right, this is pervert, whatever. 
Um, oh, yeah. She looked at my butt a little too long or whatever. So To be fair, it was a really nice butt. I mean, right? Yeah. I, was like, I was like, whatever. But I tried to keep that, that separation because I didn't want it to bleed over too much, but it, it does. And now, you know, I'm much older. I'm 35. I've learned a little bit easier of how to pull myself out of a scene. I've also got a lot more technical prowess that when I'm shooting a scene, I'm much more like technically focused. So I'm less emotionally invested or sexually invested in a scene, even if it is my direct fetish, even if it's with my direct partner in my personal life and I'm filming them, I'm still much more disconnected than what I would have been in the past. Because I'm looking at lighting, I'm looking at angles, I'm looking yeah. at my camera settings, I'm making sure the microphone's on, I'm making sure the sound's not echoing throughout the room. And there's so many facets I go into it that, you know, I'm, I'm not, I don't feel like that personal, you know, you know, thing anymore really, which is nice. Well, one of the questions I ask a lot on the podcast, because it's something that relates to me personally, is because mm-hmm. like, I always do a lot of self-analysis, is like, when did I start to realize what I was into? Mm-hmm. Like, how old was I? Did I see anything that triggered me? Was it, was it on TV? Yeah. Was it a real life event? You know, was it something to do with family? Or like all these little things that happen to people where they're suddenly clicked to a certain right. uh, fetish. Yeah. Like, uh, and obviously you're doing lifestyle play. Um, how early in your mm-hmm. life did you realize that you were not going to be... Vanilla. Normal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, well, it was really early. Really, really, really early. And I think, like, along with most people, I think Hollywood had a, a big impact on that. Um, Damn I, I was part of that generation where it's like both of my parents, you know, like, worked a lot. And so they would just sit me in front TV of the TV. TV was the babysitter. TV was the babysitter. Um, and I was a very intelligent kid, so I'd keep myself entertained for hours. I'd watch a lot of like thought-provoking programs. So one of my first inspirations was Twilight Zone. The old Twilight Zones are my favorite. Oh, they still yeah. are. They're amazing, and I think they're incredible, and I have really latched on to the concept of... I just bought of, the box that I need to watch them. I really want to watch orgasm them. Orgasm in my pants. Ski, ski. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I really latched on. Part of the reason I love that series so much, and then I, I latched on to it, is because like each episode kind of teaches some core value, and it shows some fallacy mm-hmm. in the human condition, and I really kind of love It was I like Black Mirror for back in the day. Right. right? I love that. Exactly. Tales so, from the Crypt. Even in like my fetish yep. videos and stuff now, I like come up with these scenarios where it's like, you know, I'm playing on some dark facet of mankind or something like that. And that's how a lot of my disciplinarian stuff kind of came about too, is teaching people lessons, um, setting people on a straighter path or whatever, correcting some error that they've had. So let me ask, what, what, what were some of the more precise moments for you? Some of the more precise moments, okay, I will, I will pin a particular, you know, some particular movies. Um, so it's Twilight Zone, obviously, but... Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. That was a big one for me. Uh-huh. I identified with Freddy Krueger, so in all my dreams as a kid, I was him in those roles, and I liked the. It was a very erotic series. When people don't see that, but if someone watched it now and they looked at it that way, he was extremely rapey. So my early like young brain was all like giggity goo, like <laughs> watching that. You know, he was like tormenting people. And it was people he felt wronged him. And again, it kind of, again, the thing came out like the Twilight Zone, too. It's like people that he felt wronged him in some way. Granted, it was their parents. Wrong. Whatever. Because he had, you know, killed their children, yeah. Pish posh. Anyway. <laughs> pish posh. Pish posh. Pish posh. Okay. So it's like they, he felt that they Why wronged him. Why are you going to bring up old shit? Why are bring up what we're talking about today? Forward. <laughs> yeah. So he felt wrong in some way, and they were, like, getting even. So I like that. Like, the hotness of, like, getting even and someone coming to terms with, like, their own just karma. their own justice and karma to some degree. Even if in those situations, they didn't necessarily deserve it, but that's, you know, I'm on his side just saying if I had to pick teams, but whatever. <laughs> um, so I thought he was, like, very hot. So that was, like, some of my earliest fantasies what, what were about things, him. One of the things my wife uh, uh, pointed out in one of the podcasts was that 
that first film, I mean, it, actually, if you want to talk about fetishistic and, like, just, like, mm-hmm. balls to the wall, oh, straight up, like, hey, this is not even playing around. Part two is the one we watch, and you're like, I mean, the, the fucking, like, gym teacher's like a leather daddy, Dude. and, like, it's yes, all about repressed only, homosexuality, yeah. and even, there's a lot of skin, like, uh, shirt-free young guys, and, and, and you yeah. know, and stuff like that. All, but the yeah. first one had the, I think, uh the first ever scene where someone was running up the stairs and mm-hmm. her feet sunk oh, into the uh, so, stairs yes. and she couldn't get it's her so feet powerful. Out of the stairs. Right. And it's like a stuck fetish. And that's where yeah. the stuck fetish, right. I think you, you heard, or my wife was told that that's where and it came from for a lot of people. I used to do a right. lot of stuck, stuck fetish, fetish videos. And I used with, to do those too and I loved it for that same reason. Yeah. I was like, uh-huh. So that movie would be right. the, the reference point all the time and be like, yeah, 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 I know exactly what you're looking for. Yes, um, exactly. And, and that scene in particular, like, there is something very sexy about it. Because, uh-huh. like, it makes it yes. just so right. much like a damsel yeah, help, thing. Yeah, even more helpless or, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny because, like... Luna's very quiet right now. She's like... It's like, I don't yeah, watch I like, horror movies. Because, I like being the damsel. Yes. Well, so imagine the scene. It's like you're going up the stairs. The killer's downstairs. Mm-hmm. And he chases you up the stairs. But as you go on each stair, your foot sinks you're in. You're in a dream. You're in a nightmare. You're in a dream. And so you're stuck in this so gooey, kind run. of like sticky. And it's like your own mind is working against you. You're struggling against it. So you can't go up the stairs. Yeah. yeah. Your feet are stuck in this gooey stuff. It's like your own mind I mean, wants I've to give totally in to him. slayed demons in my dreams. Sleep. But in real life, if I could get stuck in stairs and be Ooh. trapped for once, a hey. Hell yeah. I'll sign up for that shit. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, that was me. It was so cool. Like him coming through the bed and then the hallways extending where you have like that desperation and it's just like you're frantic. Or him and you're peeking through your actual wall. Where he's, like, yes. Oh, I love the that. He's like, the actual wall. Yeah. It's like that's, that's dope. Mm-hmm. It's such like a creative, you know, like mind fuck is what it was. Basically, it's like a mind fuck. And I, I just loved and appreciated that. Um, so what did that spark? Those, sorry. I love that those yeah. movies that like they just have so many scenes like that in the movies because it's just yeah. right. like how many sequences can we throw Damn, into this awful. film and it's just like when he was eating people the vor god like when he was the worm yeah, the, the dream the warriors worm. yeah oh my god do dream warriors oh i love that movie <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah like all the special effects in that movie so fucking so creative boring. and i'm just like i cannot wait till they go back and do a dream yes because they're I so know, good and they so keep amazing. coming at you because it's like what are they gonna do next Yes, it was amazing. We put that on the other night because I was really? asleep. And Love so I was it. just like, honey, have you seen Dream Warriors? And I don't think you had seen it. I saw it so long ago. Like, yeah. I've seen all these movies when I was really little. Probably when I shouldn't have been watching probably, them. But yeah. they definitely had an impact <laughs> No one on watched it when they should have been watched it. Well, yes, I oh, I, the that's first all time I would watch. The yeah. first time I saw a Kruger scene was the, the tongue scene with the Yeah, phone. see, again, yeah. rapey. Yeah. You know, I ran out of the room. I was, like, I was like nine years old. I ran out of the room screaming. Uh-huh. That's just so uh, crazy. And the scene where he had his arms like stretched out like this. And he yes. Was, like, and from that point on, any creature that has long arms, I'm like, fucking kill it! Kill it with yeah. fire! Like praying mantises yes. do not deserve my wrath. <laughs> Have those fucking you know? long arms are all like, what's up? They act like they're praying. That's a load of, that's a lie. So weird. Yes. Like you're gross and also you're Catholic. There was, I even did, I even did a, a lifestyle scene with an old partner of mine. We, we kind of recreated it. Um, but basically we put hundreds of needles under his skin and then ran red fishing line through the needles to suspend them with thousands wow. of red, um, with red fishing line and it that's the reason we set it up and why I was like very passionate about it it's because it reminded me of that scene where he's, oh God, the veins. he's puppeting people with their veins and arteries so for me that's like this beautiful that freak, sexy that freak my wife freaky <laughs> you know symbolism yeah and it's like right so he's speaking with their very blood with their very life essence this mm. is something about that it was like 
And anyway, and this this play partner, he did he was like zinned out the entire time. We were suspended with mm-hmm. all these fishing lines like through needles like under his skin. Like we just stitched them on. It was amazing. Yeah. So, so uh, I guess keying into Freddy Krueger as a persona that you identified with made mm-hmm. you more dominant as you were younger, or yes, and it made me more dissociate from other people. I'm not saying that's necessarily a healthy thing, but I have found a healthy outlet for it. So where I look at myself as disconnected from kind of everybody else, and everyone became like experimental to me. So I'd watch them. The voyeur aspect would come. It's like like you watch people in their dreams or whatever. You watch them while they're awake. And you're waiting for them to dream type of thing. With the glove on. So with the name, you always got You just never know when you're gonna need you know my fingers. Honestly. <laughs> Mercy, you gotta cut an apple or cheese, you know what I'm saying? Good cheese plate. As long as you acquire some good puns for people, you're good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I would watch people and I'd observe and I would, you know, was like big into like binoculars and uh, microscopes and telescopes and observing, you know, and being distant from my mediums of observation. I really like that because I can kind of experiment on them without them even being aware of it. And somehow, obviously, that became a turn on to me. I wasn't aware that these were really erotic until obviously I got my dose of adult hormones. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly I'm all like, yeah, boy. Well, that's what that is. Yeah. I mean, I, is. I think I got a taste of that because you mentioned, you know, because we talked about earlier in the day, I was like, well, shit, we're finally working with each other. Isn't this amazing? And you're like, yeah, but I've been. I've been watching what you've been doing for a while. I am. I, that's what I do. And there were so many people who were like, "Oh, I thought you didn't like me because we never chatted." I'm like, "Dude, I am like a creepy stalker." It's amazing that I'm even allowed like out in the world, much less this community, because like I'll just watch from afar. It's just what I do. You like that ice cream cone you had at the park last night. Exactly. It looked delicious. Right. <laughs> Pretty much. Like that's just my nature. It's like I don't know why that is me, but I feel like. Pretty that much, right. love it. Coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Exactly. Oh my God. Okay, so what else? Uh, what, what else shaped you when you were younger? Like, was it mostly just uh, Twilight Zone horror movies, sci-fi? Because um, I feel, yeah, I, it's I, a I lot sense, of horror and sci-fi. I sense that you so, and I have a lot in common in terms of being uh, uh, clued into a lot of the geek stuff. Yes, yeah, definitely. I'd say then the next biggest influence um, would probably be the Predator series. Yes. I really like latched on again and I'm in my head and then in my dreams and everything at the time. Like I would latch on to being kind of his character and I like the fact that so my he top, would. My top three action films are like Predator, Fury Road, and Die Hard. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I latched on the character of the Predator because he's basically like an apex predator with anyone who knows like biology stuff or whatever is like that's. Like, it's, it's awesome. You're like the top, you're the top, you know, you're the top dog type of thing. And you've like, at that point, it's like. Wait, I have ask Luna, have you ever watched Predator? Oh, yeah, I wasn't fucking watched Predator. Okay. I don't know. You just don't know. Oh, anyway. You're the baby here. I don't know. I don't fucking get off of that shit, though. <laughs> so, so, hey, oh, what man. I do, I will rub myself all over his face. I okay? feel like you so guys have had this conversation dude, before. Whoever <laughs> designed that character is like, let's we sex him up. On the way here. Dude, seriously, just like dude, take tomorrow morning, just put your so hands hot. on either side of your face and be like, oh, let's relax some content. So it's like I can twist my hair up. I'm yeah. Sure. Yeah. We'll get you some dress. Sometimes turn me on. Let's Just don't explode. wash your hair for like 18 months. Explode and then it. My, <laughs> explode in my pants. I'm right now. a little baby dread for me. Just for not brushing it for like eight hours. <laughs> Just play some reggae. <laughs> You're like, would you like some content? Love it. Love it. Yes. What the hell are you? That's hot. Yeah. That's like Predator Opera. <laughs> <laughs> Ugly motherfucker. <laughs> Why haven't they made a Predator fucking musical? Anyway, go okay. on. First they should, but yes. Um, <laughs> so dreams, he's, he's an apex like, predator, but, he, but he has like moral superiority. Like he has a code of ethics he kind of lives by. Like he's not just murdering random creatures for no reason, obviously. Like they have a specific infrastructure kind of well, he's murdering up. the ones that are like he that would make good trophies. A challenge. Well, yeah, that make a trophies. And that provide a challenge. So he wants, he's finding ones that he thinks that could be some level of, of competition. 
So, and that comes out in my lifestyle stuff. I don't want, I don't like the subs that are like, oh, I'm everyone's slave and I'm just crawling around this dungeon and will literally do anything for anybody. I'm like, where's the challenge? I'm like, no, I want the Marine who's like, oh, no one's ever been able to blow up. And I will have him fucking crying and bawling on his fucking, on the ground and fucking going through all his childhood traumas and having to work through it with him while I'm tearing his skin off. The types I like to dom as well are the ones that, you know, have this toxic masculinity about them think they're fucking hot shit it's like huh, what if that's their game what, what if that's their game you can tell you can tell they're not very yeah. bright <laughs> okay. the ones yeah, that are like really tell. nice and sweet I'm like okay you could be my pet but because if I did it I would totally do like the not whole, like, as amusing not like put on a mask and just yeah. pretend to be that thing and then suddenly it's like oh now you're being dumbed and this is what I always wanted to happen but that's that's when you get the slaves that like purposely act up because they want to be punished or like I'll have clients or if not really clients but like fans or you know random people who will message me and they, it's like they're trying to piss me off because they want me to give them this free like humiliation session essentially so I'm like well I'm not gonna do that like yeah. if you're being an asshole and then like I'm not gonna be call you an asshole because then you're gonna get off to it I'm not an idiot my wife has been uh, and myself I actually have too been uh, pushed at the point where we want to like write back to somebody like really yes. let them have it. But, but it's then like, we kind of go like, no, don't do that because that might be what they want. Yeah, yeah. You, you really have to ask yourself that. It's crazy. Just be nice. It's yeah, crazy. I always think of it like fucking Roadhouse. Or just I don't was, reply. Yeah, yeah. I always oh think of Doll in the Roadhouse. Yeah. It's like, just be nice. Just be nice. Be nice. <laughs> hey, we're no longer going to be able to do this custom for you. We've refunded you. Please have a good day. Kiss your wife. Mm-hmm. You know, Bye-bye. Go forth. Bye-bye. Find somebody else to annoy. And they're, they're yeah. like reading the email just like, Damn it. Oh, oh. <laughs> They're like, man, I was hoping for a climax yeah, and then nothing. Copy paste into another producer. Bought this bottle of Jergens and, and nothing's then happening. Find you. Yes. Like, oh, you work for other companies? I'm going to hire you for this with another producer. And it's like, damn it. I just had this. Me. this sub- the predator. <laughs> I just had this, I took this stupid submissive fan who was like trying to buy photos of from me off of um, Sex Panther, which is like a text. Sex, whatever. Of the time works every time. Wait, wait, go back. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. Let's, yes. let's not step on our rice's lovely story. I love it. So you said, uh, so there was a fan of yours that did, that did what? So <laughs> Sex Panther, if everyone knows what that is, it's like a text, text-based, like role-playing kind of system. So you can kind of have. <laughs> it works sixty like percent of the time. All, all the, the time. time. I just made that joke and you yelled at me. And now we're reliving it. Oh, you did. Oh. <laughs> I'll rewind it. You, yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. I mean, I love you. Don't yes. divorce me. Thank you. Yes. Get him. I'll film it and get off from afar. <laughs> She'll like film I it from, like with a telescope. Like I do. Yes, Jacqueline. Yeah. Let him yeah. have it. Get it. Oh my god. I will. In I'm the parking creepy. lot of the Shoney's, no less. I am that creepy. That yeah. would be me. Or I could see her with like puppet master strings. Yes. I do. I do like cosplaying um, jigsaw and stuff like that. Yeah. Too. I like. Uh, I like the concept of like That's dolls. Cute. And, and That's puppets, funny. and again, peril, and putting people in situations. Have you ever seen the horror movie, Puppet Master? Oh, yeah, I love Puppet Master. Dude, That's... fuck that movie. Love Puppet Me. Master. Why? <laughs> Why? It's really good, actually. Oh. <laughs> but it no, kind of, like, Those freaks me out. Scary? It kind of freaks See, me out. See, I just go, like... It's ridiculous. It's like fucking puppets. It's like child's so play. When, when they show me child's play, I'm like, just kick it. Just fucking kick it. Just kick that child. Kick it. Are you wearing boots? Kick it. Yes. There's a exactly. fire over there. Aim for the fire. Kick it. <laughs> yes, exactly. True exactly. that. If you show me Jason, I might be a little more scared because it's just like, all right, he's coming at me really slowly. I can like, in you. 20 minutes, this is going to be a problem. <laughs> Let me just have another whiskey. Well, that's what Freddy was so scary is because oh, yeah, the one thing you always have to do is fall asleep. And everyone, at some point, you have to, but it's like, he's like, you're like, damn, he's going to get me at some point. And there's you can a, only there's, delay it so long. I'll go back to that movie. And there's just something about this idea of, like, possessed 
inanimate objects that freak me out. Oh, okay. I don't know right. what it is, but That's I don't true. like it. Poltergeist type shit. Oh my god, freaks me out. Oh, it's like the clown. Dude, anything like that. Or the tree coming down and like. Well, yeah, that I don't know. I might be like, oh, "Fucking yeah. take me." Humanity sucks. <laughs> Dude, the poltergeist scene at the swimming pool. You're like, I've always wanted to branch out. Branch out. <laughs> Shit. I never thought I'd like your kind. Let's go. Oh let's God. let's just. Have you been tested? <laughs> let's oh make God. like a U and leave. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, but no, there was a line. Yes. One of the scariest things about Dream Warriors, uh, going back to yes. that movie, wasn't a thing that you saw. It was right. a thing that you heard. Right. And remember, my wife was watching with me, and there's that scene. Was like um, we we unfortunately had to. Uh, we had a horrible incident last week where a, 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 we don't know, and they, they like we don't know where he got the razor blades, but he used them to cut his own eyelids off. Yeah, yeah. So he couldn't sleep. <sighs> and that's that little, that's little that I was one. just like I shook in my bed, I was like, Oh fuck, that's so terrifying. Yes. Like, if you're that out of your mind to not go to sleep, you would slice your You own literally eyes have off. to do whatever you have to do. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. <laughs> Cringy. Totally as not fuck. sleeping right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like not sleeping. <laughs> Why don't they just like paint their eyelids? Dude, that would be funny. That would not. That would that would only work if it was like Scary Terry from fucking Rick and Morty Freddy Krueger parody. Jackie's just like just 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 draw big eyes on your eyelids, and that way Freddy'd be like, oh, he's wide awake. Yes, I'll go some girls. Yes, I'll go watch I'll go over this bitch. Oh my gosh. Well, you know, I honestly think the Freddy Krueger thing is kind of like the bear thing. It's like, you know, do you have to outrun a bear? No, you just have to outrun your friend. It's like the Freddy Krueger thing. It's like, do you have to outlast Freddy Krueger? No, you just have to outlast your friend, and it's fine. Like, that's it. All right. Fucking tangents. So, okay, so now we have the beginnings of your own personal um, structure when it comes to how you deal with with BDSM, with with lifestyle play, with role play. Mm -hmm. Uh, Especially, I'm assuming role play is a big part of it for you. Yeah, it's definitely a big part. It's like taking yourself out of reality. In order to be a really good actress, I think you need to key into that. I think you need to be, I'm I'm borderline schizophrenic and I think that works for me Mm -hmm. really well because I'm intelligent enough to um, like mitigate my lack of grasp on reality, but it allows me to kind of, again, to dissociate and put myself in different identities like seamlessly so I can go from one to one so to one to one. that's my best friend. Pretty Fuck, quickly. I might be crazier than I thought. You are no, just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> she was talking to herself the entire road up. Yeah. Hey. hey. I'm like, what are you talking about, Luna? You, you've been, you drove you've up been by, by yourself. yourself. I flew up yet the other day. Dun, dun, dun. I've just been here talking to your friend Luna. Wake up, yeah. Oh, shit. Wake up. Dude. Oh. Abre los ojos. No, no, I'm sorry. I'm interrupting. So what else uh, shaped you as you grew up? I mean, obviously, it wasn't just the Twilight Zone and Freddy Krueger. Um, um, I shaped a lot of myself. I'm you very like some play with some friends? Yeah, very like I'm very independent and hard-headed and stuff. So, again, partly is like my observation sense led me to want to explore human sexuality from a side stance. Mm-hmm. So one of the, my degrees was in psychology or whatever because I was very interested in studying human sexuality and how it manifests in other people. Um, much like this interview we're discussing it now. It's very fascinating to hear what makes people take where it came from. And I'm learning I, about it. And then that also helps me in my life so and long. helps me in my, my sex life and my relationships of like understanding how this goes bad, how it goes well, how to you know mitigate stress or problems and recover from traumas and you know, all that's like very, you know, important and that all still kind of factors into like everything in my life. It well, comes out in every one way. One of the things that's interesting is uh, so many of the things that shape people um, throughout fetish has to do with trauma. 
Mm-hmm. Not, it's not always fun and fancy free. We're like, oh, I watched a TV show when I was a kid, or I used to. I can luckily say that I've not had any traumas. Yeah. It really pains me to hear so many people's something that they love later and becomes a passion is rooted, deep rooted in trauma. Yeah, like that's really sad. But I feel like that's that's kind of a great thing to be able to find an outlet, it's, even if it's, right. it, it, even if it's stuck in this world of fetish where people can like look down on it for whatever reason. Right. But if you can be like, hey, you know what? I'm, in, I'm into. Um, I'm into uh, choking, or I'm into death fetish, or yeah. I'm into uh, extreme peril, or extreme mm-hmm. like uh, someone's tied to a fucking table and is about to get sawed in half, or you know, right. the stuff that our friend Walt shoots. Like you know, oh, yeah. uh, Walt, who I love, like I've yeah. grown to love that man because he's so sweet. Uh, he's, but he's he so shoots stuff that's very much old school, kind of like mm-hmm. horror. Right. Like it's almost yeah. like, yeah. It's gore, like gore. 70s Italian gore, yes. kind of like peril. Right. Uh, yep. But people watch that, and if they watch love it to get it. off. The right. instant reaction for a lot of people is to go like, "Well, you must be fucking weird." It's like, no. I mean, maybe I like to like watch watching a horror movie with more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, but there's two like, facets yeah. to that. Like, I feel like on one hand you have someone like Rob Zombie who's probably at home going like, "Yeah," and like uh, that's right. just what he likes to see. But then you have somebody who went through a lot of shit in their lives and they exactly. somehow got locked into violence as uh, right as a way to release that. Uh, and if they're able to watch it via fetish production, I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I think it's definitely great. I think it's like the uh, what came first, violent people or video games are finally encouraging violent people. You know, I think people already people. have the trauma. So people in general and their ten- yeah, it just happens. Human nature happens. Well, we so. talked about it. So if Jack the Ripper had watched a couple right. of, uh, you know, clips for sale or niche clips. Yeah, we, yeah, we talked about that earlier. It's <laughs> right. might have been okay. It's like he might have been okay. You can't just put the scalpel away. Right. He's like, ah, I don't need to do this. And, yeah, I think for a lot of people that are, that were traumatized, this is a great recovery platform so long as they approach it, you know, with care and diligence and don't go off the deep end clearly there's some stuff that should never be acted out that should be left in the fantasy realm and that's not a negative thing that's just where they belong and you can find healthy ways of portraying an aspect of that Scat, that's not dangerous China. that's not there's no real illegal. way to really role play that <laughs> i know you know you can't i have i have people that are like will you just talk about yes. taking it down and that's what and for that you can you can't it's crazy you know, no, but you role play in terms of the <laughs> well, interacting with well, yeah, the interacting fluids. person yeah. yeah no it's true unless you buy like a frosty at wendy's and let to like deep, oh, it's a waste of a good price. It's a waste of a good price. <laughs> Plus, it wouldn't have the same texture if it was warm like poop. Just pour it on her and just be like, "Now call MacGyver." There are hairpin. There are MacGyver I filmed and participated in that would, I think, definitely for most people that have experienced the amount of trauma that I've experienced, trigger them. Yeah, and make them insanely uncomfortable. But for me, it's like, cool, somebody out there thinks that this is interesting. I'm going to find it. Yeah. I'm going to take it as like an opportunity to liberate myself. Mm. Um, right. But the things that I've experienced tra- trauma, um, none of those things really correspond to my sexuality and the things that I like to do for pleasure. And they don't, they don't always do. And no, I don't do don't. things on camera that I personally like to, <laughs> to have done to me. In my personal life, yeah. Most kids who got abused, yeah. Most kids who get abused by parents, uh, they don't seek that kind of abuse in the future, obviously. Uh, right. But there are little things that meet in the middle, stuff like spanking and stuff like discipline, like you said. Right. Uh, I had a lot of friends who yeah, are, right. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But sure. but what's what's great is it's, a, it's either a lack of it or um, a superfluous nature. So All it's right. like. It's and you got too much of it. Too much or too little. Or too it's like, little. yeah, and it's so like. Oh, I was a kind of baby that was like, don't touch me. Yeah, but I had yeah. friends who were like, I was what? like, don't want to be fed, I don't want to be bathed, I don't want to be played with, just fuck off. I had a friend of mine. I had a friend who actually told me that he was into spanking because his, his his parents never did it to him, and he always hear about it through his friends. Oh wow! Oh, so you like jealousy? 
they got spanked. Why am I not good enough to get spanked? Oh, wow. I never got spanked. I, I, I did. I it got to a point where I was laughing at my mom. Like this is this shit ain't working no more, bitch. <laughs> Five years like, well, <laughs> Here's yes. your TV. Take it with me. She's yes. like, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna fucking spank you. You better fucking stop. I'm like, what you gonna do, huh? Oh yeah. Oh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> then she took your phone. <laughs> no. Oh, as a baby. As a baby. Oh. I don't know, modern people nowadays child. have phones. Apparently. Oh, I thought you meant like when you were like a teenager. At this no. point, kids are sliding out of the womb into an iPod, so I mean. <laughs> My point is. Times are changing. Like, iBaby. Times are changing. The exactly. only reason I like spanking is because Plus I Biden. just like the physicality <laughs> aspect of it. Copper tap. In fact, oh, God. most of. Wireless charging. Anything I've ever indulged <laughs> in BDSM wise had nothing to do with dominance or submission. It was strictly sadomasochism. Yeah. You know? It's more like primal. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a primal person. That's what I would call myself. So, <laughs> quick, so quick tangent, because we did talk about this earlier. Cause hey. we, uh, uh, in terms of like the we lines people draw. Well, we talked about also like the things right. that you you find um, ridiculous versus what you find appealing, oh, and oh. how and how that can be something that somebody completely different would look at and be like, well, I, let's flip that. Maybe I, I find right. this appealing and this ridiculous. Right. Uh, but like you like a lot of the horror uh, fetish that you've done, right? You've I mean, I love playing those roles. Mm -hmm. I don't like watching it. <laughs> like, no, I but, don't but like you like disseminating. It. it seems like you like disseminating the actual psychology that goes into it. You yeah, were, you were talking and it's about weird. a succubus idea. That you so like role playing and, like, and stuff like that is like, fun. Yeah, being playing. Yeah, being the victim. Mm -hmm. Playing the victim is actually pretty fun. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but your succubus idea. I don't idea like watching myself amazing. do yeah. that though, because then I'm like, oh, because then I like I see it from the perspective of the people that watch it and jerk off, and I'm like, kills it for me. Like, I don't give a fuck about how it looks. <laughs> in fact, yeah. you just want to know how it feels. Yeah. In fact, watching mm -hmm. and looking at my clips and Google searching myself kind of triggered an identity crisis for me at one point in my career, but. I don't really want to go into that. No, no that's fine. I think we've already talked about that <laughs> on the last one. <laughs> so like I said, but earlier today we talked about you, 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 you had a specific idea for a character that you wanted to Oh, okay. Yeah, no. Okay, so I was thinking like what I could do like special effects wise. And I thought doing some sort of like werewolf transformation would be really dope. I also had this whole other idea for a store that I don't want to talk about because you don't want to give it away. No, nobody's done it. Beep. Nobody's don't done give it away. It. Don't give it away. And yeah, yeah so um, but it kind of like came about when I was talking about doing this store. Arise knows yeah. what store it is. Yes, and that was triggered by something totally nerdy and like yeah, from four chan. So four <laughs> like, chan life, but Reddit and four chan, man. But yeah, so like I, I was, can, like, I can deal with Reddit. Yes, four chan's fucking weird. Four chan's like the other. Yeah, it goes a little bit beyond Reddit. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, man. so <laughs> is four chan still around? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it's and it's still, just it's still as around. fantastic as it used to be. It's yeah. still around, and Which I, I have, not at all. I have ideas that I've been sitting on for fucking years. I don't know if I'll ever do, but still, I'm not gonna mention it because no, I would be pissed if somebody else did it. But anyways. Great. Um, ooh, oh, never mind. I'll get back to that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, also secret B. My ADHD brain. I'm like, it would be really dope if I could transform into a, you know, werewolf, but have it be a part of me in an astral realm that's basically becoming this werewolf, but while it's being devoured by the werewolf. So... Kind of like, like the you whole have to accept like Riding Hood story in a like way. You have to accept like, it. 
Right. If you set like the show up for it, empowers you. Right. And so, like, I, I feel like I need a role for initiative right now. Yes, you As I can consume <laughs> by it, I become a part of it. Did I bring my yeah. copper dice? So I usually travel with them in case there's emergency. It's me. And we then have, have I wake up, up oh, and I realize, oh, like, you know, okay, this was a dream, or was it, you know? Right? So that's the Oh, no! I know! <laughs> <laughs> the dream thing. The dream thing, yes. So I thought that would be pretty cool, especially considering, you know, like, hey, my um, name's Luna. It's yeah. so cheesy, yeah, yeah. but, that. you know, I love wolves. I love the moon. I love everything about that part aspect of nature. Um, but you're very so. interesting to me, Luna, in that you have, once again, like, where people draw the line is... It's fascinating to me, and uh, I'm a like, weirdo where when it comes to boundaries and no, no. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. no, all those lines are to be respected. But like, there's certain things that I've I've asked you to do where you're like, man, this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, it very no. much is. Yes. I, it love very it, much is. Uh, I love it though. But then there's other things where like uh, we had a couple of models that came in and they were like, well, I'll do this, but I won't do that. And I've, I've mentioned that in the past, so I'm going to bring that to a rise. So, like when it comes to uh, your hard nose. Like the things that you're like, okay, I'm not doing this. No right. What. No matter how how adventurous my brain is, I'm not. Right. Yeah. She'll take oh, it in the they? butt, but yeah, she well, doesn't take you're like, Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> no, just yeah, we gotta draw the line somewhere. <laughs> yeah, the wet yeah, willies yeah. are just not okay. She won't do that. Um, I don't do anything that's like uncharacteristically me. Um, so I don't. I'm not a very sexual person. Again, I have like that distant connect from anyone that I'm intimate with, or mm. like that's just my personality. Sure. So I'm not a very sexual person. So I find doing sexual scenarios. Um, like off-putting, like they're awkward and because I don't see myself in that role and then it becomes off-putting because of the awkwardness and then because I'm worried what people would think, whatever. So I just don't do it. I have a deep fondness for, you know, uh, ravishing human sexuality and everyone doing whatever's in their heart and their passions and following their primal instinct if it's, you know, legal um, in, whatever, yeah. in whatever scenario. <laughs> but I'm just not that sexual person. I'm much more like demisexual, so it has to involve an actual person. I have to have a scenario that motivates me, that gets me turned on. I have to actually have a connection with someone. Yeah. So in scenes, I don't have time to develop a connection with someone. I'm paired with random people, yeah. and they're like, make out with this random person. And it's oh. it's like the most awkward thing. If you if someone wants to book me to make out with Luna, I would make out with Luna. But if someone wants to book me to make out with XYZ random person, I'd be like, no. And suddenly that becomes a limit that wouldn't have been a limit if I knew that person. Yeah. And that's hard to explain. You. Oh, yeah. Because, <laughs> uh, we're looking at nudie pictures Speaking of coochies. Of persons, I ain't need no person. <laughs> Coochie coochies. I just that to you. Oh, yeah, I'm shown coochie I'm pics. I'm moonbathing my vagina. Is that moonbathing? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Is that what they're calling it these days? I see. Holy it. shit. That's awesome. Charging up. There's like a full coochie in front of the moon. It's beautiful. Yeah. But going back. Sorry. I love that. Anyways, stuff. You were saying. Anyway. Hold on. Ryan's had a good flow yeah, going. Yeah, you guys. Here we go. That's, that's that's what good with me being schizophrenic. I just pick it right back up. Anyway, so yeah, so for me, that like crosses that weird like intimacy line and forces me to connect with someone when I want to be disconnected from them because I don't know them yet. I'm yeah. not like approaching because it's not like a turnoff for me. So I don't do any uh, sexual scenarios or intimate scenarios, even with the kissing type of mm -hmm. thing, with someone that I am not mentally invested in in some fashion or physically invested in some fashion, like an actual partner or a friend or someone that I feel like I've had a connection with. What if it's POV? If it's POV into the thing, but then I'm not connecting with anyone and I'm not innately sexual by myself. It's like, I need some sort of inspiration. So like if somebody ordered a custom and they were like, Arias, I really want you to talk dirty and like strip tease. 
Yeah, like, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Would you do it? But what I would do is, would we could, I would do a different scenario, which is like as I'm taking my clothes off, suddenly like it pans down, and it's like my middle finger, and then <laughs> yeah, I'll do right. it. into denial because that is in my personality because I like to mentally fuck with people. Right. But you know, as far as like limits, so that's kind of my limit because it's reflective of like my personality, mm-hmm. and and otherwise I don't do a lot of submissive roles, not not because like I'm not into like obviously I'm not personally into them. Um, and, but I don't find them like threatening. It's just putting that image out there confuses people, and I don't feel like I'm portraying it authentically. And I do want to at least leave my mark of being mostly authentic when possible. So scenarios so, I'll take if I'm getting beaten in a match and humiliated that way, I love that because yeah. it's chance, it's skill. And if my if I'm weaker than somebody, it makes sense. That's the scenario. But if it's you're not gonna see me crawling around saying like yes, master, like oh Ugh. whatever you say, my, that's Ugh. not in my personality type. Yeah, that's not like something that I'm into, and it gives people this. Like confused look of what submission actually is because in that scenario it's completely completely fake, mm. like you know. And then I feel fake, and then I you know, and I feel like someone else could do it better. So why am I in this role? Why yes, is, hypnosis why videos are fake. <laughs> well, hypnosis is a different thing, right? Well, hypnosis, no. yeah, hypnosis is different. I, I love the concept. I love hypnosis conceptually because it's a that. it's been used in psychi- like psychiatry for a very long time, and I love its use in like military studies and stuff like that. Like that, all that fascinates me. Actually, no, got people to, are going to be like, I want my money I got back to, with all wrong. I actually got. Got to see this um, propaganda <laughs> hip, like it's like a hypno propaganda implantation um, room. Mm. Uh, a friend of mine collects old like war memorabilia, like and torture equipment from the, like all different ages of, and then medical equipment stuff like that, like vintage medical equipment. Anyway, she like set up this like she break. set up this like <laughs> propaganda room, and it's like just going in there is like so impactful and amazing, and it's like. Like, where brainwashing occurs, you know? Like, that's... It was amazing. Well, I also mean, like, in terms of, like, if if I contracted you, I'm like, okay, someone's going to hypnotize you tomorrow and turn you into their slave. Is that something that's more acceptable to you? Yeah, that would be more acceptable. Exactly. It's not you. Right, it's not me. It's playing a character, and then again, it's, like, mind control is, like, one of those things that fascinates me in general. I'm like, that's really cool. Whether it's, like, like mind mind control control via, like, a chemical or mind control via hypnosis. That's a little different, though. Right. It is. Well, it gives you... And it's different than me willingly being, like, this other person where I just feel like I'm Completely enslaved by them is right. like different than like I you know got zapped by this thing and now I'm like something different. It's like you know hijacked my mind for a minute. Yeah. Versus so cool. being completely submissive to someone as like their mental slave is mm-hmm. totally different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I had to do. I actually they look I, the same. I had to do not. a video for SSP where I was um, I forgot the script was because I walked in and I had I was the master. Two right. of my submissives were, were having a cat fight, and I mm-hmm. walked in, and I made them stop, and I made them do the thing where, like, Ladies. they get on their knees, they, they yeah. hurt their eyes, all that stuff, mm-hmm. and I had to actually contact girls that were naturally submissive, because I was just like, right. I need somebody who can, who's okay with doing this. Yeah. And so I contacted, like, Ariel Lane, mm-hmm. I contacted yeah. her friend, and they were both very good at, like, just playing that role. Yeah. Like, if someone doesn't believe this, it's going to come across. You can see it in the really, eyes. You can see it too. And that's, I yeah. also feel like I notice it when I'm looking at videos where I'm like, my, some of my older videos, I'm like, oh, that looks, you know, that looks bad. That looks fake. <laughs> that's, that's awkward or whatever. Same. And it's like, I'm not trying to put low quality stuff out there of anything that I do really. I'm a very, I'm mm-hmm. an overachiever in life in general. So like, I can't be doing that. That's terrible. I've definitely learned a lot about my limits and my boundaries through the through working in the industry. That's true. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that people just I don't know, they just they don't understand what their own limits are because yeah. you're not faced with that question. It just sucks that I had to do those things publicly 
because mm-hmm. I can't take back a lot of the things that I've done. They're yeah. out there forever. That is the industry problem. It's like, like once it's fuck, there, man. Man. I wish I could have just had like a little trial run and been like, okay, you know what? I don't want to do this. You know? Yeah. But hey, it's a learning experience. It was a time in your life. Yeah. yeah. And it got you to where you are now. It was a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be where you are now if you didn't go through that time in your life. Exactly. Yeah. So where you are now is pretty awesome. I just have no brand. I have no real image because of me dipping my toes in like but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Everything. You're I'm a butterfly. Sorry, you sample all these different flowers. Like that's not. A yeah, it's not a bad thing. Issue. Also, I think people. I think people. A lot of people. Exactly. <laughs> so terrible of you being great at everything you do. Must be so bad. You're the worst person ever. God, don't hire Luna. She's literally good at everything. It's so oh, annoying. God. Jesus. Bring her on a set and just fucking do I just, everything. I think I'm just going to keep right? doing all the weird things that I've never thought of doing before. Right? Fuck it. I'll just be known for that. <laughs> That's true. Plus, you can do them in different ways. Like, like, a lot of things I like doing is like mixing different fetishes together. That they wouldn't normally be together. It's like, okay, here's like the main fetish. And then yeah. here's like the sub-fetish of the clip. Let's see who notices. Let's see who What about mind control and drowning? Where it's yeah, like, I'm just going to walk into this water and or, or, or again, you have like the Freddy Krueger thing. I where have he days like that. <laughs> or the Freddy Krueger thing, like Freddy versus Jason, where he convinces Jason he's drowning even though he's not actually drowning him. Oh, so you do beautiful. have that psychological mindfuck yeah. of the hypnosis and the drowning that's not actually occurring. And that's how he uses it to hack Jason's brain in that movie. See, everything comes back to Freddy Krueger again. Because he is a boss. Freddy Krueger is O's daddy. <laughs> That's my dad. I'll submit to him. He's sexy as fuck. Bitch. Dude, he's ribbed for her pleasure. He's fucking ribbed. Rub, rub that beat over. He's going for two minutes. He's going to finger the happened. fuck out of that mean. What does that mean? He's got, first of all, Freddy knows what's up. He's only got one knife hand. His other hand is right for finger. I'm just saying. It's, he's thought it through. Okay. It's gonna be a dry fingering though. One's well, for bringing no. you to climax, the other I'm is. I'm saying it's ripped for her pleasure though. He's bringing you though, to right? the other side. Yeah, but it's ripped. We're gonna climax. talk about this in like First of all, the blood of the innocent clearly has been moisturizing him ever since. The burn is <sighs> only a temporary setback. How sweet, fresh meat! Exactly. Okay, so uh, so at this point, you're in BDSM neck deep. <laughs> neck deep! <laughs> and now, I'm sorry, have deep. you classified now? So you're mostly Dom? Correct. Uh, and no switch at all on you? Um, not personally. Depending no, it doesn't psychologically do anything with me. Now, I would say that there's, you're, it's kind of like a body hack. There's certain physical stimulation that just feel good. It's like guys that are straight mm-hmm. that are into getting pegged. It's like, yeah, you have a pleasure spot in there. Hooray, you found it. By all means, go at it in whatever means you want. You know, that's not the stuff you're attracted to. Likewise, there are things that I think just feel good. Like just, alternating mm-hmm. stimulation feels good. When you have yeah. pain and pleasure alternating, it heightens the pleasure aspect. But I'm not fixated on the psychological facet of the spanking, the psychological facet of the choking. Yeah. But in a moment where I'm like, I just got off like 12 times, I'm trying to get to lucky number 13, you know what I mean? Smack yeah. That but, ass. Smack that ass. <laughs> fucking choke me, whatever. Punch me in the face, whatever Sorry, you gotta do. Like, there. get me up, up and over that, you know, that hump to 13. You got you know? to. I'm just saying, MacGyver that shit, you know? But, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to think about it. <laughs> right? But in things that like have turned me on in those situations uh, are things that I wouldn't do standalone or wouldn't turn me on on their own. You know? I've tried some it's things that I'm like, well, no, yeah, why, did I like, why did I try it? Because now I like it and I don't want to like it. Uh, have you ever had things. those things? Well, no, but it's like yeah. timing. It's, also, <laughs> no, it's, it's, yeah. it's timing plus occasion plus... Uh, 
uh, whoever's present. First the first, right. And what kind of connection you have with whoever's there. I've been at play parties all the time. Right. I'm just like, I'm not going to do anything tonight. I'm, not, I'm just going to well, sit back and kind of watch. But right. you have a connection with somebody and suddenly you're in the middle of this thing that you're like, well, and now she's tied up to a thing or I'm tied up to a thing. Now we're doing a thing. Right. And it's fantastic. You're exactly. not expecting it to happen, but it just... And, yeah. and I think, you know, because those are overlapping scales, you have top-bottom, which are activity-based scales, mm -hmm. you have dominant submission, which is psychologically-based and emotionally-based scales, and you have sadism-masochism, which is, you know, physical anatomy-kind-of-based scales, mm -hmm. and pain-response-based scales. So someone could be a dominant, but be a bottom. Mm -hmm. You know, there are dominants that still, like, it still feels good to get slammed down and, like, beaten and banged hard or whatever, you know what I mean? But you're, like, exclusively dominant because psychologically in your head, that's not playing a factor of your physical stimulation at that yes, time. Yes, girl. You know, and the same thing. That's you could be masochistic and be dominant bondage. because you just happen to have an association. I know when playing dominant people are masochists, they want all the yeah. tattoos, piercings, they get mm. off on that, you know, that pain, even though in their lives they're dominant or whatever. That's why I was like, put this. Tommy the fuck up. Make me cry. Let's so, do this. Right. So you have, you have those three different scales, top, bottom, dom, sub, whatever, sadomasochist scale. And then you also, on top of that, you have, you know, kinks, fetishes, philias. And you have that scale. And a lot of people are kinky because those are just like, let's mix it up. Kinks are like, let's just mix it up and have fun. Let's do something weird. Let's try whatever. And you've got, got fetishes. Someone <laughs> they like something specific when added to a scene just makes it more erotic. And then you have philias, something it's that so, someone needs yeah. in order to have a, a, a you know, an erotic response yeah. and it's like then you have those scales so it's like all of those different scales are like overlapping and it's like so complex and people want to write off human sexuality is so simple it's, it's like it's not and that's what's so frustrating about doing all these different things right right is the fact that i mean i i had a friend a lifelong friend recently like is it me no no Never since i was fucking like seven years old um amazingly talented very 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 creative but very, 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 like, sheltered. And, I mean, she found a lot of the shit that I did, and she was like, this is wrong, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like... Your mother? For somebody... No, a friend, oh. actually. Who knew her yeah. her life, who suddenly is, like... She, she doesn't... Her. She can't be in my life anymore because she doesn't respect what I do and what I've done. And I'm like, for somebody that preaches all of these, you know liberal philosophies and ideas and has all of these liberal beliefs you're just a fucking hypocrite, hypocrite. Yeah. you're a hypocrite she's and scared of something first and foremost like deflecting. you can't look at what somebody does and assume that that's something that they are really into and i think her being you know an artist her whole life just kind of sees the world differently in that way like it sees everything that somebody does as a uh, true deep expression of their soul and it's like nah bitch <laughs> I don't have to think twice about it you want me to bark like a dog let's go but I'll even, be a dog for five minutes but even like, so whatever. Your, your sexuality should be threatening you her know. existence like that's but it's not even that because for me it wasn't about like yes it was about like exploring and dipping my toes in different things and trying new things but it was never about like the way that I appeared to other people. It was never about creating an image. It was never about being an artist. It was never about the attention and the way that people saw me or thought about me. It was just about me and so, doing what I wanted to do. So there's a thing that I have, you know, I call right. it like the, I guess it's like a roommate analogy. Right. It's uh, you move into a house with a brand new roommate you don't know this person from Adam, and right. then uh, they tell you one day, like, this is what I'm into. Like, what's your reaction? And 
what you re uh, I guess your response kind of tells you who you are in terms of like how you relate to other people's kinks and fetishes. Right. So like if I was in a house and somebody comes to me, hey man, look, I kind of like to get tied up by this girl who's come over tonight. She likes to beat my ass and she pegs me and like, oh. Hey. And, uh, and like, hey. yeah, and then she uses candle wax and then she uses canes and flax. Um, <clears throat> my first kinks. And then, uh, <laughs> then after that, we'll do some puppy play or maybe like, you know, we'll do some kitten play or we'll do some like age play or whatever. Uh, is that going to be a deal breaker for this whole rent situation? And, and like, what's your reply to that? And now, like, 15 years ago, me would probably have been freaked out about it. Yeah. Now I'm just like, hey man, put right, down some... pay your rent. No, I'm like, yeah. A, make sure the music's not too loud. B, right. make sure you put down some newspaper. And then there we're going to go. Ah, uh, dude. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just an overtime She's going to peg you. Mature. you got to call MacGyver in because he's got a hair He's thing. a pro, man. Yeah. He's, he will handle whatever problem might arise in that scenario. But no, like, majority of the things that, like, I've done and I've tried, I'm like, you know, I might be into this. Who knows? But, like... For me, it was just about like exploring and just trying all those weird things. Weird, you know, yeah. I don't think weird is weird. I think weird is normal. And I think that it's kind of cool. Outside the norm. Knowing that right. I could somehow cater to some of the most unique, you know, fetishes out there. And I could enjoy it just for the sake of enjoyment. Well, what are the you know, I it's not, <clears throat> it's never been like about like me trying to express myself and express who I am. And I, I don't know, maybe that's why yeah, I haven't like been, maybe it. that's why I haven't been as successful because I don't do that with my work, but it's, I don't know, like for me, it's a thrill seeking thing. It's, yeah. it's that's, that's a fun thing. That's a good thing too. And yeah. I want to keep it that way. <laughs> but there's also, there is this great thing that's happening and it's, I mean, on a very small scale because it's just like right now it's the four of us in this room. But the fact that you can go here, like one of the things that I love hearing when we have people who, who visit us to shoot is they'll just go like, man, I can I just feel like we can really be ourselves around you and, and your wife because you guys are, there's, there's just, you understand right. all the different aspects of the, of the business. Like there's right. no judgment. You know, like I'm not going to walk in and be like, oh, I did this shoot yesterday where I did this and that. And you're going to be like, what? Oh shit. Get out of my house. Yeah. You didn't even blink. We we're talking about peeing on those gas station attendants. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. So you guys were making a trip down to Georgia. Shit. <laughs> and they were not in Atlanta, so they were like... So I guess we just throw off the aura that we're like kinky or something. So we stop at this gas station on the way up to Georgia. We're troublemakers. We're troublemakers. <laughs> and we asked to use the bathroom, and they said it, it would cost us. And we made a joke, and I was like, well, yeah, people would normally pay us or something like that. Yep. Anyway, we go to the bathroom, and we come back out, and they try to get our contact information because clearly they about that life. They so get pee peed on. Yep. <laughs> it's like when you're an open person, I, I don't feel like maybe you throw off that vibe. It's like the bat signal or something. And other people who are also into weird stuff are like, yeah, boy. I remember my first fetish con. I literally only maybe did like two fetish shoots. Yeah. And this guy comes up to me and he's like, this is back when I had like the black hair and the thick fucking brows. Like didn't know how the fuck to style myself at all. So you could totally tell I was just, I was 18 amateur chick. Yeah. Um, but I'm like, this is fucking fun. <laughs> like, there's so many different types of people here. And I love that. And I've always been like that. Ah, oh, classic like fetish that. con. But yeah, the good so old days. this dude comes up to me and he's, he's blushing and he's shy and he's this big, big dude, tall, big dude. And he's like, just flushed and he's trying to talk to me and I'm just like, cool yeah uh-huh and he's like so like do you want to like do a session like i 
I usually come here to like do sessions and I'm like, oh, what are those? Uh, you were <laughs> Morning. Ba- <laughs> and like, we're going to have a time together. It took him yes. like five minutes to ask me <laughs> if I would shit on his chest. Oh my God. For $500. Oh my God. And I was like, yeah. Oh my God. Where's this guy at? That's amazing. I was like, hit me up tomorrow morning, and like, he never came through. Like, Damn it didn't it. happen. But I was, I was ready. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna shit on this dude's chest. Well, that was, <laughs> you're like, like I, I ate through pasta. You had like that Hobbit breakfast. You're like, yes. first breakfast, second <laughs> breakfast, eleven days. <laughs> exactly. And oh that's the God. thing. Like for me, it's just like I could do that. Fuck yeah, let's go. <laughs> like, and I, I guess now that I'm a little more experienced, I realize okay. Like there are some things that maybe I won't. You may you may have dodged a bullet. You may have but, dodged a bullet, yeah. or you and might. I've never, I've or never you might be shitting chest. away five hundred dollars every time you poop every day. <laughs> I, I have knows. He was the one that dodged a bullet. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's be clear here. First of all, that was going to be a torpedo. Clearly. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I see what you did. I see what you did. Dodged a hot bullet. Dropping bombs. Dropping bombs on this bitch. So, Arias, right, let's go back to your... Um... Are we back on the poop again? Is that, <laughs> by the way, is that the no, identifier like, of this podcast episode? I like it on people, though. And it's funny. Like, I, I you know... I'm trying I've to, tried, like, where I've tried is to keep a, a serious face while pissing on someone. And you know what? I'm not going to lie. Before I did, like, a session like that, I was like, let me just watch, you know, some porn. Like, the, some fetish porn of some chick peeing on some dude. Right. You know, I want to know. Gotta, is there, is there, it's like watching YouTube videos. Like is you gotta there, be pro. You gotta research that shit. <laughs> right? Is there? Should I? Should I, I plastic wrap everything? It's so hot to me. Right. Well. Okay. So for Lift me, lifting up your leg and just like you yeah, fucking just take it like in your fucking mouth. This like what? all over your like Everything leading up to it was hot. It was like this is fucking great. I got this dude wrapped around my fucking finger. And then I pee on him and I'm giggling. <laughs> there, I'm like, I can't not giggle when I pee on think people. Think about the video you just watched. Come that, on. That's I'm the, too much of a kid. I think the other it really just like boils down to that. Like, yeah. I'm I, peeing on you. I've, I've had videos where, like, the people, like, the producer or fans, both, whatever, depending on if I'm hired or someone's hiring me, where they're like, oh, I want you to do this dom roll or whatever. And they're like, oh... You like, you know, you smile or laugh too much, and I want you to be like straight face. I was like, wait, you're mad because I actually enjoyed myself and got into the character and right? made it as authentic as Fuck. possible and realistic. Cold and heartless the whole time. I was like, you do realize, like, I'm like a sadistic sociopath, right? And you have me torture some of this video. Like, I'm going to be cackling maniacally the entire time. You'll have to pay me more to not do that. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. People, don't I mean, I feel like it does, It did kind of ruin. Don't it. throw a or steak at me and then get mad that I'm drooling. Because right? in their mind, they're just like, I'm gonna <laughs> take that golden shower and I'm just gonna feel so like cleansed. Yeah, it's just like it's a serious thing in their mind. It's like this fucking ritual that they've played over and over in their head, mm-hmm. and I fucking blew it, dude. I, I feel just, like, like I was like, this is happening. Does anyone else's uh, urine smell like popcorn, or is that just me? Because I feel like the Mountain Dew. I think I just exclusively Mountain Dew, and so she's got the nuclear piss. <laughs> so I bring the pee cup everywhere. I mean, taste oh, the beast. <laughs> That's why you don't like buttered popcorn jelly bellies. No, listen, I'm already over the line of yellow number five or whatever. Whatever <laughs> chemical fucking yes. jelly yellow number five. It's all I am. It's all I am. 
That's why I'm a yellow hue, really. Yeah, probably. seeping out of your hair. It's like, why go out and get a tan and go out in the sun when I can just drink all and eat every yellow product imaginable and boom, <laughs> fucking free tan. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> More people on do it in their life. Do yeah. they do. Okay. Do they do. And carrots, too. That show gives that little bit of red, like that rouge going on in there, you know? Is this true? I don't know why it does that, but yeah. it does. It does, yeah. It's not a lie. That shit yeah. works. Oh, that's why I stopped eating carrots. That's why. I don't want to be pink. <laughs> like a mole rat. It's all pink on the inside, okay? <laughs> hey, she, she knows this. <laughs> Alright, so follow-up questions. Oh, dear. Oh, God. I don't know why I just flashed back to when I was using my friend's vagina as like a sock puppet thing. That was not a good time. What? She, what? She had some like she that thought she had like a good time. <laughs> she thought she had a physical anomaly in there, so she was asking about it like medically. If there was like a problem, she was all worried and like crying, all upset or whatever. And I was like, "Well, what? I was like, what do you mean?" And she had mentioned it, and I was like, "All right." And I just gloved up and was like, "Let's go." Like you're talking about going to a fucking doctor because you're like upset and thinking the there's a weird growth in there, in. <laughs> you know. So I'm like, I'm gonna just have to get up in there, obviously. And it was so funny because she's just like, "Normally this is more erotic," and I'm all like, "Turn your head to the side." Tilt your pelvis. She's like, this is the most medical. I'm like, yeah, fucking professional. I was like, you're not paying me right now. <laughs> hey. I'm not going to make this enjoyable for you. God damn. Oh, God. It's a friend. You don't get a freebie. Was she okay? Yeah, she was okay. She was just odd and didn't have any experience with women, so hers was the only vagina she's been in. Once so I couldn't she got reach my menstrual cup in my vagina, so like oh, no. the guy I'm dating, he's great because he... Doesn't give a fuck about period blood. He doesn't care about. about bloody twist. He's not like offended by any of those natural bodily functions. Right. I mean, like who, this is great. Who would like, Yeah. Like, who would? Who would be? Yeah. It's Boys. crazy when Boys. people are sensitive little it. bitches. But it was funny because I'm like, damn it. I That's why God I can't reach my menstrual cup. Like yes, I can't get exactly. out, and I'm freaking out because I'm like, it's like. You don't want to go to a hospital and just tilted and, and hugged like my uterus yeah. from the side. You don't know where it's going. And I couldn't reach it, and I was like, babe, gonna I'm going to have to put my knees to the chest. Oh! oh. You're going to have to reach in there and like pull this fucking thing out of me. <laughs> and he was like, I'm going in. <laughs> Dude, you do what you gotta do. And now, it know? was a bonding moment, she, though. She I was like, too. I was like, oh, my baby's taking care of me. <laughs> Honestly, those moments, those moments take place in like BDSM scenes and stuff. There's always times when someone's embarrassed. Like you cannot, you cannot like be doing yeah. any of the stuff and be that embarrassed of basic bodily functions or bodily problems or whatever. It's like if someone's a top or down in the scene, it's like I'm looking out for you. So whatever weird stuff you need to tell me, tell me yeah, now. It's yeah, it's really like, an I'll handle it like a professional. To have someone that can do that, that can like yeah. be there for you, like in medically mm -hmm. in, a, in a medical scenario, you right. know, and take care of you and not judge you for it. Like, damn. Yeah, exactly. Now That's I some understand. Mama shit right there. Yeah. Now I understand the aversion to that position. There you go. She's like, I ain't got nothing stuck up in there. You ain't going in now. Because we talked about it earlier, and you're like, ah, oh, knees up to the chest, I'm not going to do that. And it's a very vulnerable position. But it also you know? are, but it reminds you of that very special moment. It might. it might. Flash It might have triggered it, who knows. She's like, flash it back. Like, no, there can only be one doctor. <laughs> there can be only one. Every time Luna's on here, there's there's a breakthrough. We, we, we discover something new. That's amazing. Oh, my God. I'm getting hot. I'm about guys. to get some. <laughs> Take it off. I'm about to get some emergency jelly beans. <laughs> No! I'm not here right now. I need 
emergency jelly beans. Ooh, so I'm going to ask you about something that uh, I don't know if you want to talk about it, but I want to sure. ask you about it. So you went through a bit of trauma physically a long time ago. Oh, yeah, my brain shit. I got a messed up brain, dude. So um, but you're not the only person that we know that have gone, that has gone through something uh, pretty, you know, pretty intense in that respect. I think we all do at some point, whether it be some sort of horrible emotional situation with someone we care about no, or something was, physical. Yours was physical. I'm talking about physical. Yeah, stuff. with mine, it just happened to be, you just roll the dice and, you know, got snake eyes. It happens sometimes, you know, I'm a tabletop gamer. What are you going to do? Can you, you can't get a 20, can't get a net 20 every time. <laughs> um, yeah, so I had a, a tumor in my brain mm -hmm. and I didn't know it was there, obviously. Otherwise, I would have dealt with it before it exploded. Um... Turns out, like, the worst things that could happen to your body, you have, like, no symptoms for. That's just, like, when the universe is way, like, fuck you. It's, like, you get a little thing, like, a tiny cold. You have symptoms for days. Like, you're so annoyed. And then it's, like, oh, you have brain cancer. And your body's, like, wait for it. Wait for it. And then, boom, epic explosion. So, growth in my brain triggered an aneurysm, which is basically an artery that kind of bubbles off to the side because it has a weak wall. And then the aneurysm... Triggered a hemorrhagic stroke because the artery ruptured all of them around it. Kind of like a little domino effect. It was a whole thing. But I'm a raging psychopathic cunt, so that was not the end of me. And so here I am, here to annoy people for hopefully the next 30, 40 years. But if it's the next one or two, I'm cool with that also because I have made peace with my life. Mm -hmm. And I try to do as much good as possible. Try to also annoy as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. And it's a good life, you know? Yeah. I have no, no regrets. Give you a perspective. Yeah. How long ago was that? Um, She's that was superhuman. 2009. More human than yeah, human. So 2009, human. 10 years ago of recovery. Yeah. Speech therapy, physical therapy, had amnesia, had a stroke. It was like a whole clusterfuck. Um, I didn't really let anybody like onto it. I wouldn't like, you know, I don't like people to see me vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And it's that aspect again of like my dissociating to be like further from people and not putting myself with other humans, not because I think that I'm better than them, but... I'm just most comfortable looking at them from a distance and not having them all up on me. And it was very weird. I remember the first FetishCon after that, all these random people that I barely knew would come up to me like crying and like asking me if I was okay. And I was just like, I'd like not even told anybody at the time. And I wasn't really expecting that response, even particularly mm -hmm. from a field that most people who are not into the lifestyle or industry, they just assume we're like dumb sluts. No. That's nice way of putting it. But we're so like intimately connected with each other that. We genuinely look out for each other and care about each other because we're all like being persecuted by everybody else. So we do have kind of a community, which is nice. We definitely are. Mm -hmm. I, I know from personal experience because I worked mm -hmm. with you that one time and it, I think it was like 2007. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was before. And I met you the one time and I was like, oh, she's great. I can't wait to work with her again. And then I heard about that happening and I was like, just completely like heartbroken. And I was like, oh God, is this the end? Like, I'm never going to see her again. A crazy time. Like, yeah. And like, I hardly knew you and it mm -hmm. just, it, it like came back around to me. And I think that's a beautiful thing that everyone kind of feels their own mortality when something happens to somebody else. And it kind of reminds you of like where everyone's life is. Like that can happen at any point. I had was asymptomatic my entire life, extremely healthy athlete, everything. You know, you just don't know and you have to live each moment like your last. And that's why I feel really bad when I, mm -hmm. I get these customers that are like 50, 60, 70 years old and they've never lived out their kink. They've never had a partner that accepted them, appreciated them, understood them, they connected with them. And they look at me as like that person in their life. And yeah. I try to spend that's as much time with those people talking to them, you know, because it is so important to have someone who, before you die, does get you, understand you and see you for who you are. Sure. You know? That's yeah. where we come into play yeah. in their lives, and they're so mm -hmm. grateful for us. Yeah, I did a really good podcast with uh, with Jason Ninja, where he mentioned there was a guy mm -hmm. on the message board who was like in his late 
eighties or something like that, and never oh. got to play, never got to That's didn't so didn't really know that there was anybody out there that were, was into the same things that he was, and so like when he finally found out, it was too late. Like it's too late for him. We are very blessed to be living in the time and day and age that we are right now. Really, like well, the internet I mean, has helped we're us still, out. We're still like. We're still fighting to. But, you know. no, but, but we're also like we're still very secluded. Like mm-hmm. I feel like the, these conversations that we're having now, um, if we were at a bar having right. some conversation, would probably get some people walking people up. Would and, be, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and like I keep trying to push myself into thinking that this is the norm now that we can just talk about I this stuff. But that's not the case. It's no. It really isn't. Like I have friends and family that are vanilla, and like if I if I lean too deeply into talking about this kind of shit, they get kind of uncomfortable mm-hmm. um, and that's just how it is now but we are I think headed in the right direction I mm-hmm. think we're, we're getting there we're like, just, just waiting for those old fuckers to die <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> but the only reason we have to wait for them to die is because they didn't express themselves so it's like they're like each generation is like well if I wasn't allowed to do this legally then you can't if I wasn't allowed to be accepted with this then you can't but her it's like the misery loves company thing it's like if I wasn't allowed to get free education you shouldn't have free education if I wasn't allowed you know and it's like it's that it's yeah, the same argument across the board it's, it's apolitical it's nothing to pull, you know the political party, but it's that mentality yeah. of them. If I wasn't, allow- if I wasn't allowed to, to live freely with my fetishes, then you shouldn't. Yeah, it's sad. It's like that you punish the next person. I would love to, I would totally murder myself to help fund a world, you know, or spawn a world that everyone could live the way they it wanted, is. you know? Yeah. I'm all about the greater good. Well, I mean, in the end, it's like, who are you hurting? Well, look at the flavors. Right. Exactly. I mean, that's really disturbed that person. I was like, mm-hmm. if you're not hurting anybody There's that doesn't want to be hurt, uh, if you're playing um, like smart it. and you're mm-hmm. doing like, this as a, you're doing consenting green adult stuff, mm-hmm. then you should be fine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's I've done some margarita. I like how we're having two different discussions right now. We're still, we still have the emergency jelly beans, everybody. It's a, oh, there's a pear it's a one? Who likes these disgusting black ones? I'll take them. Ew. Licorice? I think so. I don't know. Thank oh, you. Oh, it is licorice. Yes. I like licorice. Um, NCSF has done yep. wonders for decriminalization of consensual kink. I volunteer with the organization <laughs> a lot to help them at different events. Dying. They're amazing. <laughs> do, not, do not. This cannot be the end of you, really. <laughs> licorice. That's what's going to take you out. Be badass. Amazing. Oh, that one was licorice. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah. yeah. Right, I, so you were saying? I stereotype. They all look black to me. Anyway. <laughs> 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 And that is the podcast, ladies the- and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> they all look fine. Um, anyway, they all look the same. They all look alike. Okay, so... No, I just had a weird one. Did you give me a buttered poke? <laughs> you motherfucker. This is what takes me out. We survived all these horrible traumas and buttered popcorn is where... That's the end. Okay. Um, NCSF, National Coalition of Sexual Freedom. Um, they were paramount. When I began my pursuit, collegiate pursuits, whatever, and psychiatry and psychology, it was... Uh, was still very much illegal to have a lot of consensual acts with your partner including your husband wife in the privacy of your own home there was still legislature in place to basically penalize people for independently doing something that was considered amoral due to archaic religious principles being part of the foundation of this country's legal structure which is ridiculous um like blowjobs in some places, yes. Exactly. In some places, maybe deep-throating jelly beans would have also got you arrested. You know what I mean? Oh, man. You mean I can't fucking eat while I get head? And I remember shit. having to um, go to travel to all these different universities and give lectures on um, basically the the healthy alternative, because all fetishism and stuff was, was considered um, 
like aberrant sexual behavior and it was all under abnormal psychology and under sexual that deviance. that paradigm right mm -hmm. and it was sexual deviancy and it was all like it was always associated with a matter that needed correction and it was always mm -hmm. a result of trauma yeah. and again we've already now discussed it's not only from it's trauma that, and yeah. even the ones from trauma this could be in healthy outlet now it's not for everyone there are some people that yes they need to come to terms with it and not just magnify it you know in their lives and it'll be obvious because if the kinks degrading their life then they shouldn't be doing it clearly yes girl. it'll be obvious from day one and those people just need a freaking wake-up call um and emotional healing but yeah but that organization has worked so hard and has been you know paramount in basically giving us the rights that we should have always had it's crazy it's crazy that the government ever cared what people were doing in their closed you know i think houses. that those restrictions are what lead people to develop kinks actually mm. i think that repression because, yeah sexual repression absolutely certainly not how um, and like it's so frustrating because you know majority i mean we see it all the time majority of like cases where there's like you know, sex trafficking or, you mm -hmm. know, uh, uh, pedophilia. It's, you know, it tends to be those like older right wing religious people that you would have never, ever thought they would, you know, yeah. be. Well, they're like hella positive repressed. That they're into. And it's like, oh, it's because you repressed your sexuality. Yes, if you repressed, if you were, they, just, they just had a guy who had opened uh, one of those places where you could be uh, taught to not be gay. Ah, one of those rehabilitations. Yeah. <laughs> those sure. fine rehabilitation centers. And then, hey, it's surprise, like, surprise, he just came out as gay. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So, you see what I'm saying? It's like the people that you would think that you would never think that they would, you know, be deviant like, are usually the ones that are. Well, yeah, it's a lot Deviant, I hate using that word. A lot of people that but, hate some element about themselves for, like, project that onto other people that have that element, that are living it authentically, because it's mm -hmm. like, again, it's that misery loves company. If it's yeah. like, oh, I don't feel comfortable doing it, then fuck you. So has there ever right. been a kink uh, in this world that we live in that you were initially taken aback by where you're like, I'm not sure if I can, like, get into this? Or at the very least, like, you know, I'm just not going to watch it. You do you have your fun, but I'm not going to be a part of it. Um, there are some things that I don't like to film because I don't want to encourage those disciplines because I don't feel that they're being done in a healthy way. And a lot of that is some of the executrix stuff because I think that it also targets a lot of people that have Can low self-esteem. Can we self uh, define that for the fans okay. who don't know? So that's, uh, executrix is basically <laughs> like a dominatrix that is going to execute you essentially. So she's threatening to kill you at, if you don't do something or that's your, or potentially reward at the end of servitude. And that's the ultimate end of the clip is that basically you getting executed because you're worthless and you just have to die essentially to please her. So while I find that hot and I'm into that, <laughs> um, <laughs> personally, like, it but again, seems, it sounds pretty with all the horror movies and everything like that, but the problem is I've noticed a lot of the custom race wants to message me, have such low self-esteem, really feel they're worthless. They've been a victim of emotional abusive relationships almost all their entire life. These people are hinging on the edge of suicide at any given time. And these are, and this is not a field that unless I know the people directly, if they talk to me and have a conversation with them, I'll shoot a custom for them. If I do not feel they're mentally sound, I will not shoot that for them. Yeah. I'm not going to encourage them to feel worthless, pathetic, that they deserve to die, like, at the hands of women, because that's all they're good for, you know. I've I'm not going to encourage that. What if that's their escape? What if that's the way that they get away from, like, doing something terrible to And it could be, and you kind of have to evaluate on a case-by-case -case basis. So for me, it's not something I would do an entire store on that way just because i would feel no, no, i would feel store. that anyone could get it at any given time in the worst place of their life you know 
But for personal stuff, yeah, for, for customers, I will definitely evaluate them. And if it seems like they can I feel do like this I would place probably, there, it's fine. I'd probably tag on like a, almost like a questionnaire. Uh, or you could do like a... No, no, no. A, like I'd do a PSA. Yes. I would, I would do and like I, a thing yes. after the shoot and I'd be like, hey, and this I, is between you and me. Right. I have done some oh. sketchy stuff. Not sketchy, but oh, stuff that I consider ambiguously immoral. And I have done that. And I've had a PSA on the video for custom. It's only been specifically client to, you know, for me to client. Um, just in case it got out there that, you know, if this is out there and I even say in there, like, this is not, this is not me generalizing my opinions to an entire religion, to an entire race, to whatever else it is. This is like a specific role playing scenario based around these parameters for this benefit of this person. We shouldn't need to make those fucking disclaimers. Oh. The problem is people are so vulnerable now, mm -hmm. you know, nowadays that, you know, that's anything that sends someone over the edge and I don't want to be that person. Anything, and I'm, and I don't there, need the money to be that person. Is there anything else out there that's taboo to you? Cause like, I know there's like. You know what? I'll throw Ace some play. out there. I'll throw some out there. Yeah. So Ace Play is one of them. Race Play is Race Play is the one that I was kind of hinting around. Yeah. So I'll do Race Play, but only with someone of that specific race and only with me and them directly. That's what I'll do. If you're XYZ, whatever type person, and you want me to discuss things in, in that context, and it's back and forth, and I can see it positive, and I can see a direct start and stop where we have dinner, everything's fine and awesome, and then we go into a scenario, and then you come right back out, you know, and you're not stuck in this psychological framework of being inferior, then I'm fine with those scenarios. But do I just want to shoot continuously of that without being able to control where it goes or who takes what from it? No, I won't do that. I don't need the money that badly to potentially contribute to shitbags who just want to hate on everybody. I want to think that that's okay. And what about necro play? I'm okay with necro play in the fact... Or necro, necro productions. What do you mean? Like just someone's filming you doing a scene. I mean, I'm, I'm fine. I mean, is there... Are you okay with dying? I was gonna say, oh, I like see again. I'm a horror movie junkie. When you're asking me that one, I'm cool with fake death. I'm cool with discussing death and killing, murder, and whatever people. But I only I'm, ask because it's such a big deal for a lot of, of other people. So yeah, it is exactly. Um, I don't have any specific, you know, traumas in that. I mean, yeah, technically, I did that whole incident. I died, whatever. But no one was like directly like you know murdering me or something like that. So I didn't still so, just not, I mean, I'm just saying I don't. I didn't internalize that incident as a psychological thing, like in that way. At least I have other things from it, but not that. So if I'm acting out a video where someone kills me, I'm totally fine with that because I look and I look at it as like entertainment and like horror movies. So that's yeah. my association with it. But there are people out there who have been almost like who have been raped and almost murdered potentially who or whose parent was murdered or something like that. And I don't necessarily want that to fall in those hands. So I would only do it under a more cheesy context where it's obviously entertainment. There's obvious characters. It's not realistic. What I wouldn't do is I wouldn't shoot a video of some dude in a hoodie in the woods and a jogger and make it look so realistic like it's a spy cam. Like it's a fucking and, snuff film. And yeah, and that's yeah. that's where I would draw the line. I'm not going to make it like an exact snuff film. But you want to have the cheesy swinging pendulum saw? Fuck yeah. You want to have screaming some, bloody murder and the right. fucking blood everywhere. And then, and the, yeah, and then the very next scene you're alive yeah. or whatever. Yeah, like those are, if you do it in like a cheesy Hollywood movie, it's fine. But if you do something that's an actual threat to humans that. and potentially encouraging people to do something like that, then I'm like, eh, I'll just leave that to somebody else. No. Well, that's a whole different thing. And I get it. And I'm only saving grace yeah. for something like age play. And I don't even judge this. I'm like, clearly I'm not 10. <laughs> we can do this. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. In age play is... I mean, it could have been 10 back in medieval and then, England. And then with, like, you know, other things, too. Yeah. Like, there's more. There's so, so there's, like, the age play. Age play is a big one. There's necro, like, death right. fetish. Well, there's scat, right? So, well, that's, yeah, that's bodily fluids. Right. So I consider that I as would like, never shit in someone's mouth. I'm sorry, that's too well, far. It's also like a they physical hazard. Why are you apologizing? 
I'm sorry. I would never shit in your mouth right now. Sorry, I'm not going to do that for you. Right Get now. out! <laughs> and now, but I'm just saying, like... I bought you Uber Eats. <laughs> or, or, let's say, like... For a reason. You know, I'm not going to, like, force feed somebody... <laughs> I'm not, I'm not gonna force the guy I'm not gonna vomit. I'm not gonna fucking bloodlet to the point where you know it's dangerous. Like, you know, there there well, are limits. Yeah, yeah those are limits. Those are understandable limits. Right, right, exactly. And then it's like you just play them by ear. It's always situationally. And the problem is like if you post a lot of videos out there, you can't control the situation anymore because it could be mm -hmm. anywhere and everywhere and you know whatever. So it's like yeah, putting those like. Um, things like the intros or extras that explain it and showing off this person's not killed or this whatever or this person's not in fact you know three years old or whatever the scenario is is you know so important God, yeah, it should be even though even though like I'm extremely like libertarian the way of like you do your own thing and I do my own thing don't come fuck with me and I'm not gonna go fucking with you like I have that that's my own basic thing do your own fucking thing you're a fucking adult I'm a fucking adult you know whatever but at the same time I also realize most people are fucking retarded so there's that so I have yeah. that duality in my head at every given time of, oh, they can manage their own result. If they want to watch this and it fucks them up, it's their, it's their wake-up call to do the psychological work on themselves, you know, to figure yeah. their own shit out. But at the same time, the average person has the intelligence of styrofoam. Someone, or styrofoam, child, so, or, you know, right. shitting in someone's Or just going willy-nilly <laughs> shitting in people's mouths with reckless abandon. <laughs> right? Exactly. I don't know why I take it there, but I do. I've had people ask for it. Just saying, I'm not gonna do it. And the problem with the shitty thing, we're just gonna come back around full circle. The problem with the shitty thing is, okay, let's say foot pants. The foot pants, they either like small feet, they like big feet, they like ebony feet, they like Caucasian feet, they like long toes, skinny toes, whatever. It's like I assume the shit fans have like shit specifications too, you know? And it's never even talking. Oh, yeah. Right, is like, it like a certain consistency, a certain color, a certain shape, size? Right. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I never want to search for that to find out. But, I always, but I'm always curious if there is that level of specificity in that fetish too. Like there is a guy or I don't want to Google it, so can someone else Google it? Is it a Latino <laughs> shit? Is it a... Right, are there a separate shit websites? Is, is there an Indian shit? Is there yeah. the clinch shit where it comes out in little balls or they want the yeah. straight log shit? Do you shit? want hyphens or question marks? Like, and is there want? an appropriate distance in which to shit on someone? Do you want it like an <laughs> inch away? Do you want it like a foot away? Right, aggressive this shit where it blasts out of their face. Do you want hyphens, periods, or question marks? Yes! <laughs> God damn it. Shit-tastic. God damn it. It's all your fault, honey, because you started talking about doo-doo and MacGyver. So. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Yeah, it's really your fault. But there it's has really to be no, no, there has no, to be, no. There has to be a right, reference for the connoisseurs. There has to be. There's got to be a connoisseur, right? Yeah, there has to be a guy who's just like, can you make them this long? Right. Now maybe so, a lot of people have never done it before. They're not that person. Like I'm a cigar snob. Whatever. When I first started smoking cigars, I know oh, the difference. No. Like like a new uh, wine person. A lot of newbies, you don't really know the difference between something quality and something not. You can't differentiate your your palate's not refined enough to differentiate the flavors. So I'm very I'm a cigar veteran. So it's something that a hobby that I enjoyed with my grandfather way back in the day, long before he died or whatever, and something I've carried on as a tradition since. And I have a very refined palate, and I'm very much snobbish in that area. So you have the the newbie like poop eaters, you know, and then you've got the poop aficionados that are sitting down, and they've got to clear their. There's palate that guy first. who'll just eat any poop. Right. There's the the yeah the, the guy who's you know the normal. He's desperate. He's desperate, poor. right? Because he's not he's not getting it regularly. Right, but you're gonna have. What'd you're gonna say? have. <laughs> I said instead of the connoisseur, they're the connoisseur. <laughs> Damn it! So gross. 
Yeah. You have like the homeless people of, of poop where they're just like, just give me what you want. Whatever you got. Yeah. And then you have like Literally, the Hambo like, electors of poop where I was like, hmm, is this a 1968 well, French Bordeaux? And do you have the dominant sub poopers where they want to take the poop? They don't want to be given it, but it's like, it's part of the power controls. I want to take the poop from you. Yeah. Right? You must give it to me. I'm not bringing up I am not taking your poop. You must hand it to me. Exactly. With your palms outward, deliver thusly. Oh my god. <laughs> Are we looking too deeply into this? We could no. be. I mean, I don't know. It's, no. it's all starting to look brown and muddy at this every point. Fetish, <laughs> every fetish has their or it's connoisseur. There's, there's going to be somebody be. who's going to be like, be. hey, for pro wrestling, they must be wearing this kind of boot right. or this kind of knee pad yes. and this kind of one piece. Yes. They have to have their hair done like this. So I have the guys who are like, this it's not pro so wrestling great. unless they're like glammed up, like they glam makeup or like well, this kind of move. Cat, like it's so unpredictable. But could you predict? But have you tried to pr make the same predictable poops each time? I have not. Okay. I have Because not. what if it is? What if it is like scientific? Like you need to eat this, these three meals you know right what? beforehand. You know, and I'm maybe gonna, I'm gonna look into this later and make I'm a, regret make a, every second of make my vacation. Make, make a poop diary. <laughs> I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I think as a healthy adult, we, we all look at our poops and we're all like, well, I oh, shouldn't yeah. have eaten that. <laughs> so we know what not to eat and we know what. And those jelly beans. <laughs> 40 flavors in there. <laughs> oh, God. Apparently, wow. apparently Jimmy John's is just going to kill me. I know what I'm buying next time oh. I go to the grocery store. God damn it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, Arias. Yes, here I am. This is, I'm going to end up being known as like the scat queen having not done scat. Just due to the nature of this podcast. Oh, my God. I knew I was set up. Set up from the beginning. I do appreciate the connoisseurs, though. I do appreciate them. I appreciate people who are so passionate and learn about the stuff that they're passionate about even more so, even if they can be a little bit pretentious and annoying. Well, it's like comic because at le Yeah, because at least I know you know your shit and you're Our fucking... You learn it, and it's like, yeah, I would rather have someone who knows their shit and argue than someone who's like, nope, I don't believe in that. It's like, why? Like, just, just grandpappy said... Just go back to this. the hills. <laughs> right, just go back to the hills. Like, let's have a... <laughs> Logical debate here. Alligators you know? are ornery because they got big teeth. <laughs> they got big teeth, the small titties. What? How do you know what their titties look they like? They don't have titties. Okay, so I was gonna say. That's how I know because I've seen a lot of Why alligator crocodiles. I've had to rescue a lot of them. They're cute though. Good I'm a Floridian, so we actually we're not afraid of our gators. We actually yeah. like respect them and take care of them and all that jazz. All right. Well, we train them, we, we collar them. We'll have to have a farm tomorrow or Friday. We should find, some, we should find some time and go I run over that. there. And just, I would love that. That would be so cool. I want to pet all the things. And okay. if they spit at me, then I can spit back. It's consent. Mm-hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been an in-depth look. At <sighs> we can't leave it on the scat, no. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Let's at talk about curve. something else. No, no. So, we're going to do, uh, uh, well, Arise is definitely going to come back. Yeah. We're definitely have you back. But uh, yeah. let's let's go ahead and plug your... Uh, do you have a closer sales store? Yeah, I don't remember the number yet. Oh, no. Jazz. Just find me in Kinky Carnival. Carnival with the K. If you just search that, you'll find me anywhere. What's you your Twitter me. name? That's that. Kinky Carnival. It's Twitter, Instagram. The Kinky Carnival at gmail.com is my email. And, it's, yeah. So it's Kinky Carnival with the K, no space. Yes. Mm. Okay. Kinky Carnival. Where did you come up with that name? Um, a bajillion years ago, in hindsight, I should have just bought the original domain name, but I didn't know it was going to make a business off of it. I like the sound of it because it shows that, like, kinky and, like, carnival, I don't know. I like carnivals that are theatrical, and it's, like, entertainment, and it also doesn't have a genre-specific 
inclination. Mm -hmm. So I liked it because it could be anything. Like the Kiki Carnival could be any whatever suits your fantasy. Come like on, back come in the day. All. Right? And it's come on, come on. You, you have little yeah. and you have all these little like sideshow acts. And I'm like a obsessed with festivals, carnivals, circuses. I'm like a festival I'm like obsessed with all those. I like the concept of like they celebrate the weird side of life. New Year's Eve party. Like they celebrate oh did you have a carnival theme? It was a Kiki Carnival, yeah. Oh shit. What? Yeah. So some event started and was running for three years and then tried to take my name but then failed out anyway, so I was like, huzzah. One and only. There can be only one. So you don't have clips to the store, but if you wanna look her up on Google. Yeah, Google it. Just Kiki Carnival. Or Lady Arias. Yes. O R I A S. Boom. Lady O-R-I-A-S. Exactly. Uh, well, we just had a chance to work with you today. It's been fantastic. We're going to do Thanks. some more with you tomorrow. Uh, ooh, ooh. Between my company and my wife's company. So it's Sweet going to be a lot of fun. And then we're going to take you off to a burlesque show to uh, have you hoop and holler. Just randomly. Yeah. Look at so I can see the titties. And swinging. Dude, they swing the it's tassels. It's happening. I need that in my life. Gosh, yes. <laughs> But uh, yes. for now, we have uh, the duty to uh, expose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we're back. We are back, folks. We're back in the back. The way back. Down <laughs> under. You had to take it back, Derriere. Oh, shit. <laughs> I, don't know why, I don't know why I just looked at your wiener while that was going on. And by wiener, I mean the dog. <laughs> to clarify. Oh, sweet. He's the cutest thing. They have a wiener dog. He's so adorable. The second I walked in, I like, of course, like, kissed so him. So cute. Oh, he's so cute. Oh my god. Oh, he just saw. He's like, I know. Yeah. So cute. It's a hard knock life as a wiener. It's a hard knock life. Well, we have the task tonight of exposing Luna to the world. We are going to watch the best, most amazing comedy there ever was. Ready? <sighs> it's not what we talked about, unfortunately. No. It's not the poop one? What? Why are we bringing back poop again? <laughs> it's my, my cousin, cousin Vinny. Vinny. Ooh, yes. Is he hot? <laughs> no. <laughs> Can I pee on him? <laughs> no, but it is an amazing I'm movie. I'm going to pee on him anyway. For all of you out there who have not seen it, Fuck you have damn. to watch that movie. It is ridiculously quotable. Also, Marissa Tomei. Holy shit. Holy oh. shit. Who's that? Ooh, exactly. What? Girl, you go learn. You, you go learn to this. All right. I'm going to flip this fucking table over. <laughs> <laughs> flip it. We have to watch this movie. That's she exactly won an Oscar. Oscar. This well, is when she's in her fucking prime. She's still Oh, my God. Her outfits. Dude, uh, have outfits. you seen her in Spider-Man? She doesn't even know who she is. Have you seen the new so. Spider-Man? Have you seen the new Spider-Man? Movie? She's yeah. Aunt May Ooh, in the new Spider-Man. Oh she's 50 God. years old. Like... Dude, this woman is timeless. Still gets down. I would get down with that in a second. Oh my god, her is that May? Fuck. Yo, have you guys ever had? Dude, I never thought I would ever say that. Yeah, Aunt May. Let me get up in that Aunt May. What? Has anybody here had a session with the dude that was over fifty? Yeah. Well, damn. Yeah. Damn. I haven't had I haven't had that yet. Is that I've, I go gentle on them because they always want me to go extreme, it. and I pretend it's extreme. What I like to do is psych them out. Like if it's an electricity play or something, I pretend that I'm going up and up in each time, and it's the psychological trauma that like freaks them out, and they think I am, but I'm really not. It hasn't stepped up since like three. Whatever I feel is physically safe. I do the same thing with them playing on their back. And I discuss how they're oh, no, wait, they're bleeding or whatever, and they're really not. Once. What is it? I had that old dude once. One old dude. Dude, I respect. And it was a really intimate session. I don't know why I forgot about him. Fuck, I suck. 
There's no no, no yeah. age limit on this. I de virginized him. Mm-hmm. I love it. Nice. That's cool. Girl, do what you gotta do. Wait, help, he was help him out. He was over fifteen. You de virginized him. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. You he helped, had a pantyhose fetish. You helped his life out. And he was very sweet. And he was like, I've always wanted to try this thing. And I got this thing. And I was like, okay. Oh, let's do this thing. We could do this thing. But let me tell you something. You're going to have to practice with this thing on yourself first. Oh. You can name so products. Cute. Beep. Good. <laughs> what is Beep. No. Strap on? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, who's gonna guess shit, it? Though. It was like this big. You're so sweet. It was like this big. You're so you sweet. Know, there. Training yeah. cock. Oh, yeah. Training cock. It was. It Still, was, you made. He wore pantyhose, and I like ripped him open. And you made his life right there. Yeah. See, you're you're a humanitarian, and people don't think what we do has All value. From was there Rico. was there at least a little bit of loophole? Oh, or? Of course, I would absolutely. Yeah. I went very slow. I have to ask because you never know. You made it sound like it was just like fuck it. No, rip it open. Because he had a pantyhose. Rip it open. Because he had a and he was like, I want you to rip him open. He might have been like going dry. I don't know. No. no, it was his first really? time. No, that reminds me of like dry firing and guns. It was his guns. first time. It's bad it for the whole like, mechanism. Well, I think you know what I it started. Know. It started, I think, because he had so much male attention, uh, and he was like, you know, posting like pantyhose fo- like photos on Instagram, and, <laughs> and um, he kept getting guys that were like, "Will you send me photos of you in pantyhose?" And he always had a pantyhose fetish. Ever since I started shooting with him, he would always be wearing pantyhose. So I'm mm-hmm. like, this is cute. We're both wearing pantyhose. He's got his toenails painted. He's a producer. I'm, yeah, no, he's just oh. a photographer. Okay, he's so just an older uh, photographer that reached out to me like a few years ago. But yeah, like he started getting all this male attention. And, you know, after like, you know, a couple years of shooting with him, he was like, so I've always wanted to try this. Because I was talking about sessions that I was doing. He's like, oh, you do sessions. And, you know, the next time I came back, he, he told me, he was like, I've always wanted to try this. Right. I'm a little nervous about it, but I feel like I would trust you with it. And I was like, oh, I start blushing. And I'm like, oh, and I'm like, okay, well, show me what you got. And like, he pulls out this little strap on oh, with like gosh. a little, you know, four inch little dong. And I'm like, <laughs> I know. I'm like, okay, so what you want to do. Is that do? even a dong at that point or like a dink or something? Like another name. <laughs> it was, yeah. I was like, okay, so before I, I, I did. I feel like it's like, like it's like Lord of the Rings. It's like every adventure has the smallest of origins. Yes, yeah. exactly. Well, before I ever did butt sex, before I ever took a dick in the butt, mm. which I've only done a couple times, okay? I'm not dick like in the butt. butt. Until it's in my butt. And then I'm a butt slut. But hey, I was like. That's how I am with like uh, hamburgers. <laughs> You're like, like, I hate hamburgers so until, you get one until you're eating them. Like, and then you're like, oh, I'm a burger slut. You want that oh. ham in your burger. Oh, God, <laughs> that juice in burger. So, yeah. So, I was like, I was like, look, when I, before I ever took a dick in the butt, I put a dildo in my ass. Like, I needed to know what this felt like yeah. so that when it happened to me, I wasn't like completely fucking shocked and freaked oh, out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you know? You got, yeah, you got to dig a dildo your own holes before yeah, you Yeah, so I was like, take this. Sure. Get some lube, you know, preferably not the cheapest fucking jelly lube that you find in the store. Get yeah. something good. Get some butter. And boy go butter. To the, yeah. <laughs> butter. Go to the QT. Get, butter. You know. <laughs> oh, God. Damn. And I was like, try it. Like, just, you know, try it on yourself. Do it when you're hard. Do it when you're turned on and slowly feel it out. And then we'll talk. And he was like, I did the thing. <laughs> like, I did the thing. With the thing. And we did it. Oh, and it cool. was, yeah. That's awesome. 
That's good. <laughs> yeah. That's nice. So I have an old dude, but I was definitely like very gentle with him as well. Because yeah. was like, nice. not only because it was his first time, but I'm like, he's older. I don't want to give him a fucking heart attack or break his hip bone or some shit. He's and only 50 for fuck's Well, no, sake. he was like, he was like late 60s. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's, that's, that's a little older. That's a little older. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had the white long ponytail and Aww. he was a pretty rad dude, but. That's awesome. Very tall, too. I was like, this is very interesting. I'm like, this tiny little fucking little, like, midget thing oh, coming in here it, with, with my little midget dick. Yeah, it's so cute. <laughs> it is really cute. It's so adorable. Yeah. And on that nice. note. And uh, on that note, it's a little bit better note to end it on. <laughs> It is a little better, right? See? Cool. Yeah, that was great. Holy shit. <laughs> Why? There have been so many sessions Why I've had like that. This? Where it's like the person who's like, do not. I've never done this before. Don't put this I on really me. want to do this. And they're like really anxious about it. And nothing compares to like that it's, feeling of being able to yeah. show someone that it's yeah. okay to be like oh, yeah. themselves. Let and, your fucking freak fly yeah, fly. One of my favorite, God, one of my favorite moments of my else. life was, was yeah. uh, having a friend who was just like, I've never been flogged before. Aww. And I'm like, oh, it's really fun. And I'm trying to explain you know, how it works. She was like, could you do it to me? And I'm like, well, yeah, I've, I'm working on it. We can go downstairs and do it. And so I did a thing where we just had like a vlog session it was like cool. not a big deal but the look on her face like she was like discovering disney world <laughs> you were disney for her yeah at that moment yeah. it's beautiful i believe she cried afterwards yeah. and not because like she was sad but because like it was like a an intense emotional release it's like a cathartic just, release yeah, yeah where she right just, she felt so free and amazing and she was like yeah this is beautiful and like right. when can we do this again yeah. I've had a lot of interactions with uh, people that I've taught before where they're right. like, I've never done this before. This yeah. was amazing. When can we do this again? And it's I'm the like, same. It's just yeah. the same they're feeling. They're like shaking afterwards. Yeah. And like, yeah. I'm like, that's fucking beautiful. And the fact that you can guide them it through is. it is is very rewarding. Yeah, it really is true. All right. Well, I can't say enough about Arias as a model. Um, uh, obviously, he's a friend. We've known each other for a long time. Mm-hmm. We've talked a lot. We've never had a chance to actually work together to this mm-hmm. weekend, so this is pretty um, momentous. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I got to see your place. I've only seen photos, and it's like that much more amazing. Everybody out there, it's that much more amazing than in photos and videos. Oh, piss So perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so perfect. She's only been watching Aww. from the telescope. She's yes, like, that's what I do. She's like, oh, yes. Well, well it is like, about time <laughs> that you came over. For result. Someone's pulling up to the driveyard right now. So we have um, uh, we have another day of shoots tomorrow. And yes. then we're going to take you guys out to some burlesque. And uh, tonight we're going to watch some Mike and Vinny. And we're going to have a blast. But like for the most part, uh, this is a great time because we get to actually work with you. And yeah. it's been a long time coming, I would say. Yeah, yeah it's too long. And Jacqueline uh, shot some really Time stuff flies. Really Time flies when you're having fun. Or we get to live out all the crazy things that everyone else just dreams about. And time flies quick. And that's that was my whole point. Yeah. It was like, you know, people, the vanilla people look at us and we're just like, this is how we live. So, But yeah. we've, we've been kind of like uh, sheltering ourselves because we only hang out with people who are like, are into the, the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So every once in a while you'll hang out with somebody who's vanilla and you just kind of, ha- you're at a loss for words. Yeah. Okay, so how are your kids? Mm, Do you have that a dog? <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a Ben Stiller movie, which is not one of his big hit ones, but it's called The Heartbreak Kid. I remember that one. Oh, yeah. And then there's like the part where he's like, um, 
he's like, I always want to be a perma-vacationer. The people that live where everyone else vacations. And I mm -hmm. kind of feel like that's the way we are with this industry. We live in the life yeah. that everyone only fantasizes about. And there's something magical about that. Yeah, the things we talk about day in and day out, uh, like the, 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 the minutiae, is, is mm -hmm. like the water cooler conversation that we have are where most people just want to be. Right. Yeah, they wish they could say that to somebody. Yeah. Like, oh, well, last night I got pegged for the first time by this growing Luna, and I had right. my white ponytail out, and uh, then I went over to a burlesque show and then uh, watched some wrestling videos, and yeah. Baller. Got some grits. I stopped doing begging sessions before my committed relationship, and the reason for that is because I ran into a lot of people that didn't know how to prep their assholes, even when you tell them to. <laughs> Why are we going back? <laughs> Why? <laughs> this is our lives. <laughs> Just saying, bro. Crap. I almost puked. I was like, I hope you're in a vomit too, because... <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I wouldn't and have... Luna walks away right at the <laughs> note of the door. You know, I wouldn't have pegged her or somebody like that. Oh, aha. <laughs> it was atrocious. Bazinga. I was like, no amount of money could know. <laughs> Does the term mud butt ring a bell? Wait, so, like, so wait. I... Now you have to... Okay, wait. How do you prepare uh... your asshole? Well... Well, well then. Well, well, on this topic. First of all, you can't go throwing your ass around willy-nilly. You can have a shower shot, and you can basically give yourself a water. Do you have one of those thingies that you could... I don't have a proper one. Uh-oh, okay. I was going to say, I saw something on the toilet that was like... Downstairs, we have a bidet. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I was like, I'm afraid to use this. I don't know how to use it, but I just picture that it would like explode on your nozzle. You don't have to go full force. Okay. Start by going slow. Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> yes. You always want to start off slow and then get into it. Oh Don't God. scare the bean, okay? Oh. oh, so basically just giving yourself like a bidet style washing. Yeah. That's stage one. It depends on if you've eaten stage anything recently. One? It's a whole thing. Yeah, it depends on your belt, like what your health is, I guess. First of all, you can't have anything in there. Something's going to go in. So that's the nicest way of saying that. Find a way to get it out. Get By all means out. necessary. Get everything out. Evacuate and also, too, the tunnel. Don't take more than what, like, you know that you can fucking handle. And, like, you know... Yeah, there's no medals here. You don't need to go balls yeah, deep. Like, I just... I, size I pulled queens. it out. I pulled it out, okay? Jesus Christ. And it was in that moment that I was like... <laughs> it was in that moment. <laughs> it was in that moment. <laughs> I was like, I'm not ever doing this again oh, because no. when it came out i don't even want to talk about why are we doing you it? just why got us here here we go again i am invested now all right well fine fine it was very long <laughs> the dog was very long okay okay and i pulled out and it flapped my thigh okay. and when it flapped uh, my thigh it left behind oh stamp a shit stamp. A shittiest stamp. Blood. <laughs> blood and oh, no. shit. Whoa! My fucking thigh, bro. Well, and that's and how I was like, you get syphilis. I was like, right <laughs> there. I was like, I can't even breathe. Oh, no. I'm like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom. And I'm just like, oh, no. And I'm like, you know, wiped it off, and then, like, I'm sudsing up my fucking leg and shit, and I'm like, get it off of me. Oh, my God. If I ever fuck someone in the ass again, I don't care if they say they're fucking pro, like, fucking Lance Hart fucking level. Oh, man. I'm wearing a full latex bodysuit, bro. Yeah. Like, 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 like straight up hazmat. <laughs> this bitch. Any chances. You'd be yes. like those... 
Those guys that go like to find ET. Yeah, it's <laughs> so gross. Yes, it was so up. gross because, because I had no like. It, it was a fucking long gong. I mean, the shit was as long as my fucking thigh. That's pretty bad. And so there was no control over it once what I pulled it out. What did you think you were going to find in that pit? Like, yeah. Yeah, going digging for change, man. You never, <laughs> never want to go digging for loose change. You're going to find a I'm dollar. I'm just like, first yes. of all, uh, first of all, why is, the, why is there no, shit like coming out of me when I told you crap? Like Second of all, <laughs> why are you bleeding like that? It, it, it like, it had oh, me, no. like, equally concerned and equally, like, freaked the fuck out. Like the problem is people don't get a health check before they engage in those behaviors because they don't seem as risky because they're like, oh, stuff comes out, so I must be able to go back in. But no, realistically, bro. men, particularly over 50, have a lot of potential problems in there that they need to get checked out. I'm not oh. getting graphic here, but call your doctors, stage an exam before you let someone else in there. Thank you. Please and thank you. And then they have to actually tell, do they have to t actually tell the doctors what they're in there? No, for? they just have to be like, check my shit out. I have <laughs> and MacGyver's like, I got this. Hairpin. Alright. On that note, duty. Alright, so uh, we're going to do some more with Arise tomorrow. She has Ciao. been absolutely fantastic. I'm looking uh, forward to working with you more. But I think the, the biggest takeaway from this is that you and I have been friends for a long time, and yeah. uh, Jackie as well. Yes. And this is the first time we've actually been able to just fucking talk to you, and it's been fantastic. Yeah. Finally! Exactly. And catching up with Luna has been amazing, because you haven't been yes. back for like a year and change. Yeah. Sorry for all the shit stories. That's okay. <laughs> These are the things that keep viewers coming back. Oh, yes. Lord. There's many podcasts I out there. I swear, I'm just destined to be a mom at this point. <laughs> no! Dealing with all the poop and shit. There's, oh, that way? Okay. There's a reason yeah. that Jackass is popular. You know what I'm saying? You know, like this, this is... There's a lot of podcasts out there. I, I doubt that 1% of them deal in the kind of content that we... Frank talk. and open discussions yes. that we engage in in this industry. Yeah, yeah, Rice is amazing. I'm so glad I could fucking drag her ass up here. Woo! Yep, I'm travel size for your convenience. Ship me where you need back. me. I do not like flying well, though. Right? We're gonna go uh, show uh, Luna what Joe Pesci looked like uh, 15 oh, years ago. I can't wait. Years ago. And this woman and, uh, that you speak of. Oh, good God! This oh, God. woman that you speak of. You're gonna be flicking that bean tonight. You ever her. seen the movie The Wrestler? No. Just the answer. We give up. No, I'm we're gonna go do this. Uncultured baby. We gotta do this. <laughs> All right. So uh, as is customary at our podcast, everybody say good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. And then all together. Good, Good night. night. We love you. Aww. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.